So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Matthew Bailey alongside my critic of in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of EBB Radio. And at the time of this recording here, uh, it's literally been a day since, you know, our our fellow colleague, Mike Wise, you know, dropped his newest album, Dirty Pages. Right. So it's finally out to the world, you know what I mean? Points for, for, for dropping it on Black Friday of all these, you know, because, you know, remember last year, uh, you know, um, Heat Six Heat actually dropped on Independence Day. That would be August 31st, right? So right, right. I guess it's a thing with, with holidays when it comes to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. your time, right? yeah. Exactly. So yes, as as you you know probably expect, yes, I'm going to be doing a track right track review of Dirty mm-hmm. Pages. Um, and you know, well, by the way, you know, I mean the album is out right now. So you know, in the link to uh, sorry, to, um, in the description to this um, podcast here, this episode, um, I'll provide you links as to where you can um, check out uh, Dirty Pages, where you can listen to it, and where you can check out Mike Weiss's other stuff. Right. Uh, also, we have some TV shows to talk about. We have the first two episodes of Hawkeye. This is the final MCU TV series that we're getting for um, 2021. Um, we're also going to talk about, well, you're going to talk about True Story. Uh, all that I know of this is that it stars Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. Right. Right. I, I, I would have checked it out just to see Wesley Snipes. Um, and reason being is because, um, admittedly, I'm not the biggest Kevin Hart fan. Not, not seeing any man right. shash or anything like that, but I'm just well, not the biggest that- fan at all. That's the thing. I, I why okay. So just not not really a spoiler, but it. I find it kind of worked because it what it did. I'll 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 exp, I'll explain what why I think it kind of works. Uh, guess all I'll say is is uncut gems. That's all I'll say. Right. Oh, okay, okay, right. okay, okay. Right, right. Well, well. Speaking yeah. of that, no. Um, you know the the transition. Well, you know, I should say uneasy transition from comedy to drama. Um, I know that Kevin Hart did a drama actually i believe it was this year i think it's called fatherhood or something like that fatherhood right. not not parenthood well, yeah, which, which I don't, yeah which i yeah no but i didn't yeah. watch that uh, but yeah i i didn't i didn't either um because i was hearing things about it but then one of my friends who actually is a mom by the way you know what i mean i don't want to say her name on air um thought that it was garbage okay. <laughs> she like just flat out told me on facebook um, you know, Matt, you don't watch that show. That show is garbage. I like, all right. <laughs> I don't know what the big deal is, but you know, I wasn't interested to check it out anyway, right? But you know, it's glad that you know, uh, and it's also off of Netflix, by the way. So it, you know, it's cool that you know Kevin is still following that dramatic route, and you know, uh, maybe he might take it, you know, um, even more. He might do more of that with um, with some Hollywood films, right? But we'll see. Uh, anyway, um, also speaking of Netflix, we have to talk about the second half of the first season of. Masters of the Universe right. Revelation, not to be confused with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the revival series that dropped, uh, I believe, is a while back um, on Netflix. Okay, um, right. I have not checked it out, though. I, I see a couple of screenshots. It's like, ugh, like, why, why the animation looking like that? But maybe, right. I don't know, maybe I just saw things wrong or whatever it is, right? But um, I heard it's way more family-friendly than, you know, the what we got here with, yeah, uh, yeah. with this show. It's you know? yeah, 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 it's queuing younger. I don't watch it, but yeah, for all I understand, it's queuing a little younger. Nice show. Yeah, and I figure, well, you know, revelation exists, so you know, yeah, it's like yeah, that. People, people need our work. I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, the only relation is just the only relation is just the the um, it's just the brand, right? But yeah, it, she, it's not like literally right. a spin-off pussy of revelation, right? But whatever. Um, as far as movies go, we're gonna talk about 
Venom, or at least I should say I will go into spoiler territory with Venom, let there be carnage. Reason being is because it's out on VOD. So it's like, hey, you know what I mean? So it's been out for months. People done do the review of it already. So I might as well just, you know, talk some spoilery talk about it, right? Uh, you saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. I yes. didn't yeah. um, theatrically. So, you know, you could talk about that. What yeah. I chose to watch um, theatrically was Encanto. This is the newest sure, right. uh, film from, you know, uh, Walt Disney Animation, not Pixar, just Walt Disney Animation. And we'll close things off with uh, one of two uh, really Scott uh, releases this year that will be House of Gucci. Uh, we right. did not get to see the last duel, but fortunately for us, it's coming out on VOD uh, next week at the time it's recording here. Right, so right. we could, you know, watch it home and, you know, critique it proper, right? But, hey, you know how Saguchi was in theaters? I was like, hey, screw it. Yeah. I might as well go and right. see it, right? See what the big right. deal is, right? And I was I was actually, like, um, intrigued by the trailer and, you know, just the big names that were, that were yeah, on. The, the, um, that too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, again, I'm marginally familiar with the story. We're like, oh, yeah, right. This was a thing. And, you know, that's a whole, you know, story. And I'm like, okay, let me see what they're going to do with it. So, all right, right. yeah, take it to you. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we will end off um, this episode with that. So without wasting any time, folks, let's jump into Dirty Pages. This is the newest album from San Fernando rapper slash producer Mike Wise. Um, I know, and if you're familiar with this, uh, with the show here, um, well, BBB Radio and its previous incarnation, um, sorry, well, the previous version, I should say, BS Beats and Bailey, yeah, he has shown up, you know, a number of times. And, you know, just talking about, you know, hip-hop and classic albums and stuff like that. But I've also covered um, his album Leave, I've covered Heat 6 Heat, which is my favorite album of 2020. Um, and so, it was yours too, Ricardo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've also covered uh, Y Squared, which is where, you know, Mike teamed up with um, John Squared, right? Um, a great collaboration album from last year, right? So, yeah, this this new project here is called Dirty Pages, right? And um, I would say just, just like a little pre-ramble, right? So, um, you know... This year, like this year in particular, we like you know we were kind of hearing rumblings like oh you, you know maybe a new album was coming out. I believe he told me this before last year or something like that, right? But um, we weren't sure when exactly it was going to come out, right? So um, during the year, uh, you know we he he dropped some tracks to just keep fans satisfied. So we had like so it goes, which features uh, Marik and Gemini Eight Six Eight, who shows up well, the lot of whom shows up on the opening track to this um, album here. We have Identity pre, uh, Freestyle. We have Wise Poetry, where he rapped over Drake's champagne poetry instrumental, which is, in my opinion, one of the few wild contributions to hip-hop that Certified Lover Boy gave us, right? In my opinion. And we got a few music videos. So we had, like, Hawk and Spit featuring Engineer. We had the V4V Freestyle. And then we had the Independence Day released uh, Warrior War, right? Which was just a banger from, from start to finish, right? So let's give him my uh, overall thoughts on the album, um, you know, from, from what I've heard. Um, this, I knew that this wasn't going to be, you know, Heat Succeed. I know it wasn't going to be, you know, thematically about, you know, um, how messed up, you know, be. just just all the, the social ills that, you know, um, are more or less pushing aside, you know what I mean, when it comes to our lifestyle, our culture, right? That, that to me was what the heart of, you know, Heat Succeed was about, right? It was just just exposing all this grime and dirt, right? And it was just done in this brutal, uncompromising fashion, right? Which, to me, was just literally, like, the bar being raised in front of my eyes, right? But this one here feels a lot more personal. It's more about, 
Mike Wise's journey as a rapper and his legacy that he wants to leave behind yeah. and the risk that he's willing to take right now as a rapper right because yes i mean sure he made a masterpiece in my opinion last year with uh with heat succeed right but it was a matter of where he could go next right so how he kind of frames it here is like you know i i put out this great album you know i know i have a lot of people down here that that just don't know about it or they don't care about it because oh it's, it's rap music and uh, it's an american thing right so here's just basically him seeing in a nutshell Yo, in case y'all didn't hear Heat Succeed, in case y'all didn't hear Y Squared, I am one of the best rappers out right now, bar none. If all you don't understand this by now, then I, I, I just, sorry, I just, I just can't say anything to you. That, that really, to me, is what the heart of what this album was about. And um, right. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, man. Um, It's not, you know, like I wasn't expecting this to be as great as Heat Succeed, but nah, this, this one comes very, very close to it. I mean, that's yeah. just really, yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Um, any, any quick thoughts before I jump yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. As I say, as I say, I only have really one thing that I had to say. The only bad thing I had to say about uh, this is that, it's just not as good as Heat Six Eight, is it? Like it, at it, it different. It does its own thing. Um, the working comparison I had in my head, right? So I, 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 uh, a couple of days ago, speaking to him personally, um, I went to listen to the party of the same album, and I was kind of telling him this, and I tell it now. Uh, well, lucky you, lucky you, vis- yeah. vis- um, listening parties and shit. Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was if Heat Six Eight is comparable to Stillmatic. This is Lost Teams, right? Uh, don't, uh, don't like yeah, it yeah. as don't like it as much, but still very personal and grounded, and you know that's how I kind of think about it. Um, it 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 very eclectic, you know, in its approach. It does a lot of different styles, things I didn't expect him to do. He does in this. Um, you could if you're not we're not going to talk about the track by track, right? Um, I would well, not not exactly, but I'm just kind of okay. just gonna run through. Right. Okay. Well, okay. Then, well, yeah. well, actually, actually, yes, I'm gonna do it track by track. Sorry. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Was well, right. So he does. He does like some drill in this, and he does some other other approaches, and it's like then he goes back to some classic stuff, but then he does like lyrically, content wise, he, he, he it's one of the stronger tracks to be honest. Like you know, a couple stronger albums to be honest. Like it has a lot of great little one liners in this that you could tell a lot of forethought goes into. Um, especially like one track in particular was really impressive. That was um uh Grand Plan. Um Yes, you know, yes, yes. That in particular really shine. Anyway, uh I like I really like this album a lot. I, I give it a lot of listens. It's a couple of the tracks actually with heavy rotation to be honest. Um uh, but yeah, it's a it there. Um yeah, it so is. yeah, when you're when you're ready. Yeah, yeah. So just gonna do a, a, a quick track by track review, right? So um starts off with evening reading. This features Gemini eight six eight. we get this mellow beat with some dramatic horns that play throughout though. And I love how the opening bars pretty much set up the vibe of the album, right? Where he says, right. um, every evening reading raps indeed Amadeus Fax rightly redeemed as a teacher and peeping the reason that I'm being seen as a legal lead of a breed of, of of a species that highly mistreated a legion of geniuses heated last. Yeah. If, if 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 I fuck up a few lines, forgive me, right? But yeah, um, there are tons of quotables on this track. Though. Let's love the way how you ri- how you rhymes with it, right? And mm-hmm. this is one thing I always dug about um about Mike though is like he has this, you know, it, it's he he always approaches his his art form from a from a conscientious um, point of view. You know, like okay, I'm gonna flow like this, but it's not gonna be in a gimmicky kind of way. It's just like no. Really listen to what it is I've seen. I really listen to how I'm doing my wordplay, and you you'll understand where I'm coming from, right? And yeah, I mean, I could see this with um, yeah, pretty much every track here, where you know you 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 could be 
marveled by you know the the rap flows and all that kind of stuff right but lyrically he's saying a lot one is one of those kind of things where you have to listen to, to to each track i would say more than once i would say about five times or so roughly right to get the full gist of it right but yeah this this was a great way to open up the the album though and i really dug um gemini 868's um uh well hook that she provides at the very end right yeah um mania <laughs> featuring mm-hmm. Akeem Reloaded, one of my favorite tracks here. Yeah. Uh, Akeem Reloaded, aka the South King, he he pretty much is the Mali Mal of the symphony, right? If you know, <laughs> you know, right? Um, and this, like you see, you know, this has this um, Brooklyn drill beat, right? Yeah. And Mike is just spitting his ass off on this one, though. Not saying that this is like, the fastest I've heard from him, though, but this is one of the moments where he really like goes into into like you know double and triple time flues, and it, it was just yeah. insane. You know what I mean? But yeah, the the, the, the shit was fire. You know what I mean? I really, really dug this one. You could you could interview when you're ready, yeah. If, no, yeah, yeah. Like when, 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 I'll tell you when when I, when I was hype here. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, no, I agree with you so far. Yeah. Yeah, right. So he so pretty much Mike keeps the momentum going with yet another Brooklyn drill beat, right? On the track build, right? And here is just him just flexing by like, just yeah. show it off just like yeah. yo, I am the shit. I just gotta show all you how dread I am, dread. But what I love about this particular track is that he's pretty much letting people know, no, this is no fly-by-night thing, you know, this this took years, though. This is me really honing my craft for years. You know, what you're hearing right here is the end result of that, right? Uh, watch it burn. Um, this is... This one, to me, felt like something out of, like, a Griselda album, right? because, yeah. like, the beat itself sounds like something Derringer or the Alchemist yeah. were pretty, right? Just dark and dreary. Yeah. And this, 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 this is basically a villain's theme song, effectively. I know, boy, yeah. especially with that, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and for me, this track feels like a continuation of, you know, colors from the Heat 68 album, right. whereas, like, right. you talk about politrix, um, basically. So in this case, it's like, yo, he, he's going in literally just pulling up the coat, right? Every swine in office who divide the populace with lies and gossip. So he just going in all in on those guys, right? I like, well, points for his fingers sticky like that guy in Onyx. I love that line. <laughs> but I just love how the overall vibe of it just feels just hellish and apocalyptic. Like, yeah, we're going to take down these, the, the, the 1%. We're going to take down those people who high in power, uh, who, who are high in power right now. We're taking them all down. This is the night we're going to do this, right? And I love that, right? Uh, if I only had one gripe is that I felt we just could have gotten a second first. That, that's it. That's, that's all I have, right? right. Um, Next off, we have Payback, right? Which which features um, Hezzy Hines, right? This is the first single yes. of the album. Um, and I had to YouTube this shit, though, but the clip that we hear is from a, a film called Pool Hall Junkies. This features um, yeah. Christopher Walken. It's yeah, this yeah, great yeah. story about, you know, um, lions and, you know, underestimating a lion, pretty much, right? But great quote, great quote, right? Um, but this you, you get, we get this smooth, soulful beat with some male vocals in the background singing Payback is a dog. I'm not familiar with the song at all being sampled here, but it sounds dope. I really should check it out, right? Um, Hezzy Hines, right? He's the first of a few American rappers uh, who shows up on this album. I thought that he opened up the song with a great verse, you know what I mean? Um, just a lot of intricate wordplay that he does here, right? And then just Mike comes in and he just delivers this extended verse, though, and he just, in his zone, in his element, he just, like, yeah. killing it short, right? So great, 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 um, great song. Um you know, and it was a good choice for a single, in my opinion, right? Uh, we have Accepted, which features, I was surprised when I saw this name, boy, Planet Asia. Yes. 
Yeah, as in Fresno, California, Owen, Plant Asia. He's in this. Like, what? If we know this happened, right? It also features G Smoke the Warning, right? I'm not familiar yes. with this guy. Yeah, Jelani. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a close friend of oh, Mike's and us uh, together. So, okay. Have, okay. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I really want to see more more stuff from him um, yes. with, with Mike. But, yeah. Um, Jelani, some, some hard shit. You can yeah, have a couple yeah, of other yeah. tracks you can find. Yeah. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this one has one of my favorite beats on the album, Bar None. I love how, like, the melody, like, it starts off with, like, it sounds like it's playing off of some kalimba or something like that. And then yeah. this boom bat beat just, like, just jumped, this, it just slapped on top of it, right? Yeah. And Plant Asia, though, he just, like, kicked the track off in high gear. The man, like, start off his verse with, I Molotov mics in the night with the energy to cause a street fight. Mm-hmm. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Mike comes in with some fierce, grimy ass bars, though. I love what he says. Um, not the type that's fine fighting crime because the bottom lines defines and trumps everything. No Biden time. It's like, okay, okay, yeah, uh, Mike, man. Okay, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love how G Smoke the Warning ends the verse off with yeah. um, sort of like a chat, like, oh, true that yeah, he does. Yeah. Excellent, excellent track, right? Then we have uh, Dirty Pages, which is, of course, it's a title track. We have this moody, dramatic, uh, p- piano driven beat. And Mike is just pretty much rapping about how he just puts everything into his music. And we mean everything into his music, right? I love how intense, like, there's a sort of, like, a heightened intensity to the way how Mike raps over it. Though. It's just, like, you know, be, like, just that 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 fire's building up inside of him. And you're just hearing that determination, you're hearing that hunger um, in his voice, you know what I mean? And um, at, the, at the end of the day, it's all about leaving a legacy, right? And that's, like probably the main team of this album just leaving a legacy behind right so great great track right uh a few more to go we have spectacle which features dirty boy fresh which yeah. um i had to do a little digging up into and yeah he's a training rap and he's been in the game for years now like you, you kind of almost forget about him now it's like wow okay okay like you know like i honestly you know like legit forgot about him now but i'm glad that he's still you know he's still committed to you know rap music right um he sounds like he sounds really cocky in this beat though so like he's talking about wanting to turn some human beings into confetti with a gun and a machete uh grandmother's a caress's testicles it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. real weird shit though but yeah 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 y'all yeah, yeah, like yeah yeah i said that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i said that right um but it's all about cockiness and i love how mike matches it though and he just dropping one braggadocious bar after another right so yeah but this 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 though well, okay, so lines, apologies, right? uh, apologies to Mike, but I think uh, is either this or uh, my brain will get kind of scrambled with respect to that. But I forget which uh, which one of his, his verse he considered the best verse ever. Um, I think this I think this this track is reversed with it. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Well, all right. Well, the the the, the line that I I going to bring up do well, you know. Um, let me just see it right. So spending blue bills. Right. Really, you're in school still because I teach you all how I ball. These rappers is my pupils. Making yeah. spectacles whenever I get technical. Test I, it's genius. You all type because it's bars on site. Like, yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any any song with that? Yeah, any song with that, right? He betrothed she that um, former apprentice, the Kabla Pasami Sessa. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those like blink innocent moments like, oh shit, whoa. <laughs> yeah. that, that happened, yeah. right? And now we get to, in my opinion, my favorite track on this album, Grand Plan by Grand Plan, yeah. my personal favorite. Yeah. 
instrumentals on this beat. Simple, this, um, boom, album, sorry. simple yeah, straightforward, yeah, simple boom bap. Straightforward boom bap jazz rap. I am a yeah. sucker for this. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yep. I love how the horns just kind of set this atmospheric tune throughout though. When the drums come in, this head nodding, this head nodding throughout. But yeah. um, in a nutshell, how, how I how I saw this, how I interpreted this song though, is basically Mike just taking the national flag, draping it over his shoulders, and just yeah. walking forward, just walking forward to his goals. He wants to be one of the goats, he wants to be one of the greatest, right? But it's true homegrown talent and passion. That's the important part, right? Uh, the hook works, the bar solid. Um, I love the all that reference where he mentions Keenan. Yeah. That was yes. cool. Yeah, I wasn't all that, but I, I was Keenan Young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah I that's a great that, that, that beat, boy, that goddamn beat. I love, 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 love this track. I mean, anything else you want to weigh in on, on Grand Plan? No, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a true classic, classic, and I just approached it. Um, I, I, I just, just straightforward. This is this is one of my heavy rotations. I just really thoroughly enjoy the structure. But yeah, yeah, lyrically, that's why it does work. And then well, the next track is also a, a classic as well. There's another yes, heavy yes, rotation. Yes. Um, yeah, drink, drink the whiskey, boy. Drink the whiskey. Drink yeah. Raskas. Yes, the kind of, yes, Raskas. Exactly. Yes, for real. Eh? Your, like, your, okay. your, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. We talk about here, though. Yeah. But <laughs> the first, the first. Okay, so the first time I heard about Ras, Raskas was um, WWF Aggression. Do you remember that album? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember. Yeah, all yeah, right, right, old rapper. And that was, the, I think, the Triple H song. It was Mystical and Rascals. Yeah, that, that the first time I heard about it. I was like, yeah, this dude hard us. And so, yeah, that's kind of, he's one of those rappers. Again, yeah, rap, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. He's one of those journeyman rappers who just, you know, put himself in three pieces. And like, yeah, he, he what, it is, what, 40s now? Early 40s? I believe, yeah, I believe it's like mid to late 40s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, this, but this was up there, right, too. Yeah, that was 20 years ago. So, you know, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it was just shocking to see. It's like, wait, is the same Raskas Kabi? Yep, it is him. And it's like, he drops this really, really grimy ass verse to start off with. I know, yeah. boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just love how he just being himself. He's just a veteran on the mic. He's seeing what's on his mind. He yeah. Keeping it short, keeping it to the point. And he just yeah. making sure that you feel everything he's saying, right? Yeah. And, and, and this, this is just not a wild beat, because this is the mosh pit beat, right? Yes, <laughs> I, I, make, I make a real dark joke, and I'll probably make it here. This, this is the joke. This is beat that eight people go and die over, right? You know, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a real grimy ass beat. Here. This, this is the NBA young boy beat. Um, it just start off just that that. Dut, dut. And yes. Just, 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 yes, I hear rap pop. You know, you're riot and you go off and, and do a riot or whatever. Mash up your own house, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, rob your own house. This is rob your yeah, own house. Yeah, rob your own house. Yeah, rob your own house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's hard. It's real hard. Yeah, go it ahead. is this, and uh, uh, you know, I love how you know, like, because you know, the first time I listened to, to be honest, I was like, all right, but but uh, Rasta talk about whiskey, though. But thankfully, yeah. thankfully, Mike yes. brings up the song title in his opening, yes. but I was like, oh, okay, 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 oh, <laughs> that, that's my call. This, okay, so even though this is, I don't think is, is I don't know, as far as I know, it's not Mike's favorite verse, it is personally my favorite verse of his, uh, because it's just such an angry drunk, um, you know, beat the. Like yeah. Mike does, Mike does so get angry, drunk in this in this thing. It's so in real hard. Mm, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. does, he does, he does. Yeah. Um, and I would just say this as a compliment, Jared. I I'd imagine even Ras himself was just like awestruck, basically, <laughs> yes. by how Mike was rapping yeah. over this. Right? You know what yeah, I mean? this, this totally worked. Uh, we have Sparrow, right, which has this um chill out beat. Yeah, and agreed. basically, it's this one one verse wonder about um how he was destined to be a rapper, right? Yes. Now, now, now forgive me in advance. Like, I only listened to this about uh, four or five times, but I know there's a lot to this song than what's being presented here, right? Right. But how I interpret it, especially the title Sparrow, 
is really the idea of your musical influences, right? So because he's from Trinidad, I could be wrong again. That's how I interpret it, right? You know, you think, oh, well, you know, Sparrow, you know, being one of the, the greatest clipsoners of all time. Yeah. You're from Trinidad, so that means that you should try, you should look to him as inspiration because look at what he was able to do in his career, right? But Mike, however, looked to, you know, to, to, to the legends, to the rap legends themselves, right? Who aren't from the from, from, from Trinidad, but are from the States. And he drew inspiration from them now, you know what I mean? So that's that's what, you know, that, that's why I picked up on the whole soaking game, you know what I mean, that he mentions in the end. Uh, so it's it's pretty much like him trying to find his own partner, but not being tied down and saying, well, you know, you have to follow this particular path. It's like, no, I'm doing my own thing, but I want to learn from the greats. So... Yes, I know where I'm from, but these people who I look to um, look at are, are the ones that I want to be like. You know what I mean? So it's it's like that. Just just carving your own path. So I, I love that, right? Again, that's yeah. how I interpret it, right? But whatever. Uh, we get to the penultimate track. Now we have Overdue. Um, yes. This is another... Um, this, uh, this I would say, is my second favorite song on the album here. Yeah, this one really right. caught me by surprise, but... Because... Um, yeah, this is like a heartfelt dedication to, well, Mike's lead father and, well, you know, his yeah. mom as well. Well, his mom, who is alive, thank God, um, on this, right? What I love is that, you know, it could have just been, you know what I mean, um, thank you for helping me out through the years, blah, blah, blah. But how he frames it is like, you know what I mean, look at what my father did and how, you know, like how he was trying to raise me. And, you know, you, you kind of want to do right by your family, right? So, right. Sometimes it's to the point that you kind of sacrifice your dreams, you sacrifice the things that that bring you joy and passion because you know it's all about paying them bills and all that kind of stuff, right? So I love how he frames it. So you know the first first to talk about you know with his father, right? And how like even his dad didn't didn't like the idea of him wanting to be a rapper because like you know how you can make money from that, right? Especially in yeah. Trinidad, right? Um, the second verse really hit me though, you know what I mean? Because it's about, well, you know, his mom, you know what I mean? Uh, having to take care of, of, of Mike alone, right? Her finding solace in, you know, in God and all that kind of stuff. I love how, how like, honest he sounds here that we can talk yeah. about, you know, coming home drunk and, you know, he Yeah, it's a very, 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 very candid, very like candid, um, yeah, yeah, very candid verse here. Exactly, exactly. Like, he, he he's not trying to himself as some kind of angel like he, he starts off the song talking about a prayerful mom and a sinful son you know what i mean so it's like that yeah. right but is the third verse though where the song connects to that where where it really hit me i can relate to this um i know i'm not married to our kids but the point well again that is like the idea of oh when you have your own family you know you want to see your your you know what i mean you want to see your children grow and you know be be great individuals as well but what if they have dreams and goals too? And then you come and tell the world, you know, you can't make money off of that, man. It's right. all about paying and bills, all that kind of stuff. There. So it's that dilemma that he addresses here. And then, you know, just to close things off, the legacy, what do you leave behind? Is it just going to be about taking care of your family? Or is it just about putting yourself in a position where you can do the things that you love and still take care of that family, you know what I mean? And still be great in what you do now. So it's those things that he just... He just puts together in this one song and it's brilliant and I love it. 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 I love that song, right? Yep. And then last but not least, we have Smoke Signals, right? Um, yeah. This has um, another, yeah. So similar to the, the previous song, we have this soulful beat. In this case, it sounds rather despondent in a sense, you know what I mean? But, you know, it, it has that sort of sense of finality like okay this is this is like the end credit music this is like the the album wrapping up here and this is where i'm gonna hit you with with the we're really gonna let you know 
where I stand in all of this, right? Um, and for me, though, how how I how I saw this, right, was just basically it's just basically two verses of just nonstop quotables, you know, expertly yeah. written bars, punchlines, and all that kind of stuff, though. But it's just him. And I love how at the very beginning he talks about um, he's a firm believer that to know him, you have to listen to him. And this is it's exactly what it is. Just kind of him, kind of reminding people or letting people know for the first time. Hey, this is who I am, and this is why who I am. This is why I go all in in my music. This is why I want to be one of the best, uh, one of the greatest. Sorry, um, I love how he does that, though. I love how well. There's a moment where he says, um, how he was alerted by smoke signals to come rescue the game, and he did. Now he's going all out, kid, right? Which of course is a reference to Method Man's. You're yeah. you're all I need to get by, right? So I love that, right? Uh, I love how he spits a little jab at the gatekeepers, caught seeing you know if this um that they see us even if the venue was crowded, right? And, right. in my opinion, Ricardo, this ends with two of the best closing lines to a rap right. song. I have heard you talking here. Yeah. Rappers x out, writing shit that they fantasize, put careers to bed, catching Z's coming after Y's. Yeah, hard. <laughs> yep. Yeah, see, the war, see the war, yeah, see the war, see the war. No, like, but, oh God, the first time I heard that, I was like, wow. But the thing is, I don't make that connection because the whole, when you go back, let's go back to, um, what do call it, John Squared. It's, yes. The name of the album is Y Squared, but it could also be interpreted as Y Squared, like, like you know, Matsna. Yes, like, yes. In yes. my head, I make that connection. Um. And then now in, in like again, this is my kind of dumb connection, but somebody could I sure lyrically could show up sometime in the future, but like Profess name is Profess, but he could also be Professor X. So X Y, you know, I mean, I don't know. A graph. Oh, shit. Yes. That, like yes. it, it all connected, like how that played out in my head. Whatever. And, and that's probably, you know, loose what you call it free association, but like that's how I see it in my head. So whatever. Move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's a real good observation, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you, you just threw a little um a little suggestions of of what a future um right professor and um and Mike <laughs> right. Wise uh, album should be um yeah, yeah, title, but, right? Yeah, so, so like it, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, graph, that's that's graph, pretty much graph, it. It is graph theory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> graph theory. Yeah, yeah. But overall, though, um, this this was you know just yet another solid album. From from Mike Wise, I I just I, I just admire the fact that he puts a lot of effort, a lot of time and care into his music, though. And um, I just want to just bring up just a little a little just a little point I want to make here, right before before I get to my overall rating, right? So um, we were we well well pretty much I would say we were given this album a few weeks you know before at the time yeah. it's recording here, right? Yeah, but. Timing, boy. Something about timing. Something about me and timing, right? So right. I won't see long in this, right? So on the same day that, uh, well, I should say, or on the same time that I finally dived into this album, right? So two things happened. So um, DJ Anna and uh, Rudy, the, the the entertainer, uh, both got just just giving you all the, the the clip notes, right? So they pretty much got these gigs, if you will, in the United States to do their stuff, right? So Rudy's gonna be in a comedy, I believe it is. Right, yeah, I heard, I heard that. Yeah. In a in a in a um in the production, I believe it is of an of a TV show as well, right? Right. And I was just thinking about that for some reason. I was just thinking about that while I was listening to this. You know, what I mean, just the mere chance that you know, you know, like you have the talented people here, um, in a specific field, right? You know. 
And you yeah. know, I don't even gonna talk about well, you know, some more popular than others, blah 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 blah. It's just that they're in a particular field that you know isn't entirely appreciated throughout the year. That's all I would say, right? Right. You know, right. it's it's usually occasional stuff, but you know, these two these two individuals, they are about that that life, you know, what I mean twenty four seven, three sixty five, right? And the mere fact that they were able to achieve some level of success outside of the country kind of says a lot, right? So I just couldn't help but think about that while I was listening to this album. Because like, yeah. here, here's this guy yeah. in Trinidad, you know what I mean? He's he's not doing soca, he's not doing chutney, well, he's not doing calypso, he's doing hip-hop, right? Something that you can basically listen to 24-7-365, right? But, you know, we live in, well, how, where we live in Trinidad, you know, it's it's about, you know, we have to promote our own and all kind of stuff. But, you know, it is it is our own. This is our own. It's created here. So I kind of saw this album like this, like like that yeah. night, where, all right, like, for me, for, for y'all to really understand how dread I am or where I really coming from in terms of how viable my music is. I had, I had a hookup with Planet Asia. I had a hookup with Raskas. I had a hookup with yeah. American artists. And you will hear me rap alongside them and you will understand where I'm coming from. You will understand just how dope I am. You know what I mean? But it, it, it does feel to the um, point, unfortunately, where it's like, you see me doing this, and you still take them seriously, boy. But, you know, to be fair, I think that... Um, it doesn't even matter to Mike do because it's all about progression. It's all about yeah. moving forward, right? So yeah, that's no, yeah, 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 Even though yeah. he, he he dropped a masterpiece last year, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, all right, I, I'm not going to let that be the be-all, end-all of everything. I need to keep moving forward, right? And yeah, hey, no, it, we have this. In, this. in this album, it has a great lyric about that. He said, the, the types of fans, you know? Um, so, yes, you know, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I forget the actual line. It was, he was actually explaining the, the, the logic behind the lyric. But he had a whole thing about um, basically... Uh, the, the types of fans air conditioned a great yeah. line about air conditioned yeah, that's a good line uh, but yeah yeah, he, he himself already kind of have very um, you know very very stoic about that whole situation and how yeah it ought to work out for you you know just humble yourself do your work and then keep your head down and push you know? and he does that really really well um, for what it is he does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so uh, for me written wise I'm going to give this uh, lighter decent four and a half out of five man um, yeah. this is by far one of my favorite albums regardless of genre of the year uh, you could expect to see this as a top five for sure um, and I was and you know what uh, no like literally for a second I was like should I recommend this to people like especially like with Trini listeners out there uh, and then I realized yes I will so you know I mean if you're a fan of hip hop yes check it out if you're support local music you know 24 7 365 and it doesn't matter what genre it is you know check it out if it's still like a nice and you know yeah too sure blah 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 at least check out a few tracks or two you know yeah. if they're not to your fancy fine you know what i mean but still at the end of the day i don't want this to be like a rant now you know what i mean at the end of the day we, we really shouldn't like treat you know um our artists regardless of of what they do you know, it's just, well, you know, I just don't need mood for this style of comedy. Why not any mood for this style of this or that? You know what I mean? Like, we, we all from the soil, we all want to do great things, right? But that all of us want to be Clipsonians and, and soca artists and whatnot, right? We all have our, have, have our different, you know, uh, creative lean. It's just a matter of, you know, what we're going to do with it. But, you know, we kind of want to be appreciated for what we're doing here too, now. But, you know, at the same time, we don't want to limit ourselves to just kind of waiting for, 
you know, praise from our home country. If we had to step out of our comfort zone, this is another thing I, I have to give this album praise for. You know, it's Mike stepping out of his comfort zone. You know, me reaching out to to heavy hitters, to to legends, right, and and rapping with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if that's what you have to do, you have to do that, right? But again, you know what I mean. I, I just don't want this and his other, you know, albums to be cast aside or just be forgotten, especially down here because, well, it's that soaker, right? You know what I mean? But I can't change people's minds, especially with this review here, but I do hope that, you know, this album in particular do change, you know, uh, people's, I want to see people's, I mean, in this country here, uh, the perception of hip-hop and the potential of it in Trinidad, you know what I mean? So, yeah, strong recommendation. Definitely check out Dirty Pages. Yeah. All right, so moving from music now, let's talk about TV, right? So we'll kick things off with the first couple episodes of Hawkeye, right? Um, right. As I said at the very beginning of this episode here, this is the uh, latest and final MCU TV show that we're getting um, in 2021. Um, of course, it centers on the character of uh, Hawkeye. It'll be Clint uh, Barton, played by you know Jeremy um, Renner, right? Right. And um, in a nutshell, what we got here, well, the, with the first two episodes here, well, I forgot. Well, I should mention before I forget, um, this actually is Christmas Beast, right? And you know, like from the moment I saw the trailer, and you know, just you know how Christmassy it all looks and sounds and whatnot, right? I was like, yeah, this this is a smart call. This makes sense, you know, because it's, very, it's actually wrapping it, up um, at least a couple of days before Christmas Day. Now. Yeah, they, 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 well, yeah. For me, it was it's tapping into you know Shane Black energy, right? It's that's what I'm getting. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. It, it's um, getting, if, getting if a lot of that. Think, um, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, or right. Iron Man Shoe, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot he directed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, just forget about Iron Man Shoe, though. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, no, um, yeah, uh, you know, the first couple of episodes came out. I, I'm digging it so far. Renan Steinfeld has good enough chemistry, right? Solid. You know, they're doing, the, again, the Shane back action tone thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's working so far. And then they, they just, they, they, what is centering is on that conceit of, um, you know, the kind of the PTSD of um, Clint, you know, him having to go through it. And then that bullshit coming back up for him with the, yes. with the um, what do you call it, the, the Ronin suit now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, it's a subplot involving um, his, his yeah. suit being sold, that's all you'll see, and him trying yeah. to, to get back. Right, and they're making it work for what it is. I, I can't be mad at it. It's like it's one of those things that they just kind of keep a secret, more or less. Now, um, especially in the context of Black Widow dying, and we—I don't know where the fallout going to be from all of this. Like, like at the end of Black Widow, Elena might show up in this. Um, not sure. Maybe. Um, I heard some rumors about other people parties who live in New York who might show up as well. Um, which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, they, they get into the human aspect of it. Like the, the, the big part of it that works really well is the whole with this um Rogers the musical. <laughs> uh yes, yes, yes. Which which I keep seeing on social media. Yeah. Um, they need to put this out. Like Disney Plus needs to put this out as a yeah, special. Yeah, like, like a like, like a, a legit show, right? special or something like that. Yeah, yeah, listen, yeah. I, listen, I, I kind of want them to make it like a legit show. Like that's put it out on as an extra on on after after Hawkeye. Like mm. in the okay, it shows like, like, like as it drops, sorry, like as it when when it when it wraps up, yeah, you could do like oh you could actually put all the actual shoe like yeah, a, like a Hamilton, a you know, right, yeah. exactly. And you know, we get to see the street fight between him and Bucky, you know, and our final clash with with him, Bucky, and Tony at the end of Super War. Like all this, basically, it's right, it's Hamilton, but Cap, and make it, and then they, you know what they could do with it too, like they could like get a lot of like reference theatrical pastiche, what like what Wonder Vision did for American sitcom television. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do something like mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we, you know, you can make like a song track for it, you know, I could do this all day, that'll be like one song. Yeah. And, 
Uh, you know, uh, uh, by the way, that 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 song uh, <laughs> that you sing yeah. here. Uh, I think it's yeah. Um, it's it's either Save the Day or I could do this all day. Yeah. I think it's Save the Day is the title. Um, right. It, 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 uh, Bob, do I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I could do it all day. Um, on your left could be a song. Um, language that could be a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we don't trade in lives. Avengers assembled. Some <laughs> bullshit like in the dial with the song track because all the cap codes throughout the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like there's something something like that. Anything to make it work. I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, but as as character stuff goes, it's. It's not trying to be funny, but it, it just has some solid humor moments. Like that whole part with the lap was great. Um, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny and well done. Um, just the little small moments, like the Thanos was right. Like, jeez, really. Like, you have to see yeah, that. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> see I, that I would love to see the person who wrote that, though. You, you know, know? That, that's all you say. It's, it's the same Vader's, you know, you'll see somebody's right Hitler was right or some bullshit like that. Same thing. Like, you know, they have a lot of people like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but they, but they make it work. Um, but because why it works is that because you know the the whole Rogers musical is so like ingratiating and cloying, and you know it just it's just about narrative and and something that that Clint was there at it just happened in relatively recent history, and it's like a, a little over ten years you know prior to the, the events of the story, and then, um, you know for him to be he, he's still very traumatized from the whole thing and then with especially the context of Black Widow. Could it make it there's little small moments with Clint that are like of him just trying to downplay himself, you know, in terms of hero worship and you know, he like yeah. had this little girl, you know, with the Black Widow outfit in the, in the audience and she like smiling at him. Everybody knows who he is, right? It's not like he's a unknown poster or anything like that. He's still downplaying himself deliberately, trying to put the anyone to just go back his family. And the stuff with the family works. Like a lot of it is is really good, I find. Um but yeah, yeah, I I, I you know, solid first opening. It it not Great. Uh, clearly, budget-wise, it's also dung played as well. I find it looking a little on the cheap end, uh, especially with some of that choreography and thing. But um, I enjoyed it so far. And then Haley Seinfeld's as um, what's her name? Uh, Kate, Kate Bishop. Bishop, right? She is. I'm not really roped into her particularly well yet, but I want to see like her and the mother kind of interesting. I think the the stepfather is Swordmaster. That is a character from the comic. Is he? Uh, okay, okay. Because yeah, I, I was, I was wondering why he just had this thing for, for swords. Now you know what I mean. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, it's and not master. out of the blue. It's just like, oh, okay, right. you like really into this thing. All right. Right, right. So yeah. sword master from the comic, if I remember correctly. Um, that's why I, I kind of pieced that together. But I don't know if I think I have a couple other characters who's supposed to be like this from the comic. Kind of boring from like the recent Hawk, Hawkeye comic with the two of them. Um, but they change up the characterization a little bit to make it have it make a little more sense. Uh, but yeah, they're making it work. I, I, I dig it for what it is. Um. Yeah, I can't be mad at any of it so far. But it, it is not as impressive. Like, you see how Hawkeye and, Hawkeye and um, sorry, as, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier start with this big kick-ass action sequence. Yeah, WandaVision yeah. is, is, you know, this weird, you know, television pastiche conceit thing. Uh, and you've added Loki is just this insane Doctor Who sci-fi nonsense. Uh, this one just kind of straightforward. Again, Shane Black. You know, they just keep it straightforward. Yeah. Solid enough action, but none of the action really that, that inspired so far. Um, but it, I'll, I'll see how it builds up. What I get the feeling is that this is going to be the hype for so, I, I suspect, and I, I, I don't know if this was leaked, but I saw something that might have it build a lot of hype for, for something coming up. So they might reveal something in this just to build hype for the audience. Um, there are a couple things, but I don't know what, I don't know if it's for sure. Cause it just, you know, it's these little Easter egg bullshit things now. Um, the watch, remember the guy at the watch and had this locker, not a locker number, uh, a thing number. Um, um I forget what, what uh, I'm yeah, really talking about, but yeah. Yeah, them um them thing where the storage storage places, no. Um it have that number and that number important. 
like that is a number that's in the comic. I'm like, eh, if this is true, that's like a really big fucking deal, and I'll melt down the internet if it's true. Um, but I don't know if it's true at all. I think it's it's pure pure speculation. But you know, Marvel is like to line up the number with comic thing to show that it's the thing. That is the hint, yeah, yeah. right? That and then another thing I hear is thing. So it's two these things again. I I've been vague. I don't want to spoil it. If it's true, that is all I'll say. Um, but yeah, so far, um, Haliens, Steinfeld, and, and Renner is good together. They holding it together. I, I enjoyed it for what it is. I can't be mad at any of it. Yeah, solid so far. Right. Well, you, you know the same stuff that um, you had issues with is you know well ah exactly the same stuff that I have issues with, yeah. um, in the sense that you know even with these first two episodes and you remember there's four more to go. I'm not really getting any sense of oh this is what the big you know conceit is or this is what the big deal or why we should be you know sorry to see looking forward to the next episode. It's just kind of playing things out. You know, it it has that um, typical you know because it's a Christmas setting. Um, this whole Oh, we have, you know, just a week, you know, it's the week before Christmas, literally, right? So you just kind of seeing things play out like that, right? But um, we still kind of don't really know who the big threat, what the big threat is. Right. Yeah, that, well, yeah. again, I, I just think it's just the detention. Well, okay, so they introduce uh, that villain. She's a, I think it's a deaf woman. Um, what's the name of that villain? Echo, I think. Oh, she is Echo. Okay. That's supposed to be Echo, yeah. I think that that character is supposed to be Echo. Um, so I, I, as I was expecting her to like open she mouth and say something, the show literally like cuts the credits. Like, oh, so right, what? yeah. I, yeah, I think that character is supposed to be Echo. So that, right. I think that is, okay. that is a villain, but I don't think it's the big villain. Um, But again, right. because she shows up, I'm like, mm, they might be doing this. Again, they kind of want to melt down the internet. Because if you know who that character is connected to, uh, it might melt down the internet. I don't want to spoil it. I was like, eh, she please, in this? Please don't, please don't, please don't. If, if <laughs> I want she to be in surprised. this, that means blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, well, I want to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, um, also, before I forget to, um, I, I, maybe it's, it's just me, boy, but this this tracksuit mafia group right. of, of goons they, that show up. They're uh, in the comic. I don't know. They were just reminding me so much of the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, the German yeah, yeah. guys yeah, yeah. in the track yeah, yeah. and they were just hunting down. Sorry, they were just like trying to uh, mess up. Um, oh gosh, uh, well, you know, the dude, uh, the dude, like his yeah. life there. I was coming in and seeing um, always, Where, where's the money, Lebowski? Where's right. the money? Like every time yeah, I yeah. saw them, I was just, every time I saw the tracks with Mafia guys, I was just thinking the big Lebowski for some reason. This yeah, didn't yeah. look like a threat. This looked like tough guys. But yeah, they're straight, they're straight, they're straight out of the comic. Straight out of the comic. Um, oh, Liza, Liza, oh, sure. Yeah, they're straight out of the comic. Who, who, um, yeah. from, from what? Um, from okay. the Hawkeye comics? That, that, yeah, that recent Hawkeye comic with him. and I forget the name of the co- comic, um, but it's, it's the two of them. With, 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 I think this, this comic either introduces Kate Bishop or is an extra storyline with her. I forget what it is, but it's a recent, recent run that everybody's talking about how is this great Hawkeye run. And our Hawkeye okay. fans are not enough. So, yeah. But yeah, All they right. did the from understand. Didn't know that. I felt I thought it was just invented for the sake of the show. You know what I mean? Nah, nah, nah. Um, nah, but, nah, but, nah but yeah, they, they have so much content that they literally don't need to invent anything for the sake of the show. Um, so, you know, the comic done right. in some way, shape, or form. Very, very little Yelbrigin. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but but just 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 uh, share my quick thoughts, right? So um, yeah, I mean, cause cause given what we saw before with Loki and Wonder Vision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was thinking, all right, so by episode one at least we should be excited. But there's like, well, the only thing that really kind of happens is just you know, um, Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop, sorry, gets the kick of the last, and that's yeah. it, right? And right. you know, not not surprising, she runs into Clint, right? So boom, right? right? 
So nothing really like major, to, you know, like I was expecting some kind of big thing that, you know, right. the internet would lose their mind over and, you know, you had to watch, you know, breakdown nah. videos and stuff. Like I didn't even nah. do that for, for these two episodes, honestly, right? No. Um, yeah, so I, I know for some people, they'll just watch these two and be like, uh, this is boring or this kind of uneventful or this drab. Right. I mean, but, but I know it's all leading up to something big, maybe not huge, but just big as far as you know um, I, as far as the show goes now you know i i, I yeah as i said because i'm because i see certain things and again just being super eagle eye comic nerd thing it could lead to some some things that are kind of important maybe but I, I, I as i said so far i don't know what the story is again Swordmaster is kind of a villain so he's setting himself up as one um they have a bunch of other things involving like this character supposed to be kind of a villain too and that character supposed to be kind of a villain too it's like oh yeah right but they'll 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 do they'll you know they reveal it as we go. We'll see. Um, hopefully with yeah. episode three and episode four, that'll be like the way you know is to get to get the internet to shit their pants. Because I I'm I, I hope so. Pretty sure <laughs> they're gonna do one thing at least to get the internet to melt down. And what I've noticed is that they're keeping it quiet enough that making me think that they're gonna do it. Like you know they they're ready to pull it out, and it's a big deal. Like I think for a lot a lot of a lot of MCU fans want this to happen, so I think it'll happen. So we'll see. Anyway, yeah, uh, we will see. We'll see. We'll see. Guys, but uh, other than that, I mean, um, performances are, are great. Just, just to wrap up, uh, Jer- Jeremy Renner, sorry, still, still works as, 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 um, as Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, just seeing him in the real world, quote unquote, uh, it's, it's, it's quite intriguing as well too. Uh, especially like the second episode where he ends up like in the last place you, you would expect him to be. Uh, you know, at first I was like, all right, this, this is going to be a bit that I'm not gonna, not, I'm not gonna like. It's gonna be nerdy and dumb. That, that's my only clue nerdy right? Uh, right but it actually works in terms of just who he is right um kate bishop well i should say healy steinfield steinfield sorry um yeah she shines as, as kate man um i have yeah, no she does. she's with us so far um i was glad to see mcgill um yeah, yeah she, it's, it's I, typical I, I, yeah go ahead what? sorry no you're right so she, i find she a little a little too typical precocious character yeah i was about that, to that's say, a little yeah. a little a little trite but it's fine yeah. it's like stuff yeah. like this no bottom it too too much it's like whatever Right. Um all of a surprise to see McGill uh, Vera Farmiga to play um playing her mother. It's like, okay, you just do okay, cool. Right, cool, cool. right. Yeah. yeah. Um and you know the the little there's a little mystery that 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 takes place, that's all we'll say. Uh that you know that um you know, Kate gets roped in um rope gets roped in there. I like, you know, Clint, you know what I mean, just just being okay, I just just leave him alone. So when I get back to my family, so you know, he's really the whole John McLean thing in a sense that uh, right, is right. what I get to my family. So, so so I dig that, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, the first two episodes are fine for what they are. Um, I imagine people were probably, ex- were, sorry, probably expecting this thing to be amazing. And, you know, people's like, oh my God, the, that, that, that final shot, blah, 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 blah. But okay. it doesn't really happen, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, some people were disappointed by what they got now. But here, I mean, it's just, it's just leading up to something bigger. I know that for sure, right? But as I say, you know, they're just taking the time. I hope that they don't spend too much time because there are four more episodes to go, right? So, yeah, I mean, we'll see, you know what I mean, leading up to Christmas uh, where the story goes. And, you know, you could expect a review of the full season from us um, when when it wraps up. And hopefully we'll get Rogers in musical. Um, I mean, Disney Plus, if you're listening, just, just give us like an hour-long special. Like, like you know, like we, we grew up on Christmas specials. We we love to see Christmas specials. So give us Rogers the Musical, please. Like, and yeah, and really make like. it stellar. Make it awesome. Yeah, Y'all write a... some great songs. Get the team who wrote the songs for WandaVision. Yeah, them too. The, the, dope, yeah. the dope. Get them. I forgot the names. Yeah, they, they, took, they took the couple, yeah. Yeah, the couple. Get them write yeah, the them songs. 
Yeah, yeah never allowed. Right. Knock yeah. it out the park. Within um, you know, and look, Wanda all along, I think got nominated for a Grammy. Like, look at that, right? So Oh really? Yeah. I, I think so. I think I, 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 it all along? I, I think yeah, I think that song got nominated for a Grammy. I think Not I could be wrong, along. but I, I swear I saw that. Uh, I mean I, 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 I don't um I don't I would be I that surprised to be honest, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as I said, you know, I mean it, it has been nominated for a Grammy, uh, best song written for visual media. So hey, right. here's hoping that, that it wins. Right. So yeah, as I said before, I mean when when uh we just have four more episodes ago, I'm expecting it to be to be, you know, fairly decent. Uh, maybe it might be earth shatteringly awesome, <laughs> like uh like a Wonder Vision or something like that. I don't really expect that, but I, I just you know, just just wanted to to live up to who the character is, uh, and this is the closing of. I think maybe a reason why people are not really clicking with this so much is because it's Hawkeye, man, and he's like, right. you know, like two tier. If you want to talk about, if you want to rank the um the the Avengers, but I mean, he was part of the of the. He, he's an OG Avenger, so yeah, exactly. Like, if if Black Widow could have her own movie, then why can't have his own show? No. That's your, that's your whole point. Like, I, I find it, the whole point is, you know, how the normal guy handles this insane bullshit. No? Like, that's the idea. Um, and again, I, I really like the dude, the PTSD angle, but him kind of just handling it like a, an like adult because, again, he really wanted to go back to his family. Like, let us be clear about something. You know, t- when Tano snapped, he snapped, right? And yes, that's yes, the, central, yes. the central conceit. Like, it, they made it really, really work in that way, you know? And, like, 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 let us say that he had one member of your family survive. None of that would have happened. You don't you take care of that one person, like of course, it, yeah. whole family gods is like, well, that's yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So, moving from Disney Plus now to Netflix, uh, let's talk about, or I should say, you will talk about the miniseries True Story. Um, as I said at the very beginning, um, all I knew about all I know about this is that it stars Kevin Hart and Wesley right. Snipes, right? So, take it away, True Story, sure. Was it right. a true story? No, it's not. It's not. A, <laughs> right. As far as I know, it's not a true story. Um, all right. So basically, what it is, it's Kevin Hart plays kind of himself, right? A character called the Kid. He's this really successful comedian and actor who career really, you know, blowing up now, in a, in a, in his own way. You know, he just do like the equivalent of a Marvel cinematic movie, um, in this world, and he um, basically like his career well taken off now, now. And then his brother comes back in his life. And the brother is kind of a bum. And, you know, played by Wesley Snipe, Carlton. And the brother is kind of a bum. And he kind of asks him for money. But when he realizes that, oh, the the brother, real, like, taking him for money for a hot minute now. Yeah. Sorry to continue, but you know what's so funny about that? As you say, he's a bum and he asks him for money. I'm thinking... Uh, juggle fever with you know Wesley's brother in the film really? played by Samuel Jackson being this, yeah, really. this, uh, nah, this it's it, it not that bad it's more like he just a kind of loser kind of thing like he career like he try all kind of things he career and mostly most notable is this um his restaurant like he had a restaurant but he just stuff just didn't work out for him like a lot of stuff just didn't work out for him whilst Kevin Hart's character you know he's this massive successful comedian and then the first episode he trying to clean up his life he trying to yeah, he's trying to clean up his life, trying to keep things. He, he, the brother, send the brother come back in his life. He um, didn't want to get drunk one night. And then the brother kind of get him drunk because the brother wants a girl. And then he went home with his girl, right? Where's well, the problem? When he, when he wake up now in the morning, girl in the bed, she dead, right? 
Huh. And yeah, and apparently okay. she's some drug, some drugs, you know, some drug thing she overdosed in she bed. And now, you know, Wesley Snipe now know a fella who could go and get rid of the body, you know, because, you know, if this news come out, I'll fuck a pick a rare. Yeah, well, and of course he knows that guy, right? <laughs> he knows that guy, right? And then, well, the guy he knows, which is hilarious, is <laughs> um, Phantom himself, um, Billy Zane. <laughs> what? Guy, oh, he had this Yeah, it's Billy Zane, you know, Phantom himself, right? You know, he, you know, he, he, uh, it takes about a hot minute to pick up who it is. Look, I'm watching his face, like, wait, did I Billy Zane? Like, oh, shit, it's Billy Zane. And then I went up and look up on IMDb and it's like that. And yeah, Billy Zane is this, is this Greek mobster who specializes in like all kind of. Like you know, as sort of um, criminal activities now, all kind of right. extortion and all kind of thing. And his like that whole bag, his whole bag is just knowing the nature of the city, how to get away, how to get around the cops, how to get around cameras. And basically, like his job was to to give me, you know, his job was effectively, um, you know, you know, give me some money and you know I'll get rid of the body for you, right? That's basically what happened. But here's what happened: when he was talking puss alone with Kevin Hart, uh. He asked him for, like, you thought it would have been simple, like some simple little, little bit of money to get rid of it. Like, you know, you thought it would be all right at most, like at $200,000, $300,000. But why he asked for $6 million from Kevin Hart, right? Now, in the context of the storyline, Kevin Hart, no, he could pay for that. But the problem is if you're moving that much money, it's a problem. You can't move that much money without people knowing. So it'd be hard to hide that kind of level of money. And it get it get weird now. Like, it's under ramp up in terms of, um, um, well, and then at the end of that, Kevin makes a decision about that money and his relationship with his brother and thing. And that's where the story starts. And I kind of liked it. I don't know if it's below expectations right. or if it's the few bears are taking, but it was very bingeable though. Like, I didn't expect it to be, like, I actually binge through the whole thing, found myself keeping attention. So to okay. be clear, to, to be clear, before we, we start, I'm going to be clear about this. In my opinion, uh... It's, it has a bunch of problems. It has a handful of logical problems. It has a handful of, like, a few leaps, leaps of logic. Right? It, it, it's very melodramatic, very soap opera and that's why it works. It's, it's like, like a comparable to a telenovela. No? Like, it do fight down the hard logic of it. Because, like, if you understand how, like, some technology might work or not, it, it somehow don't really make sense or add up. But, like, where they're trying to do with it in terms of the, the central themes and the ideas, especially, and why it works is because heart holds it together. And he has like solid chemistry with everybody in the storyline, especially Snipes. Um, we get a, little, nice. little, a couple of um, Star Trek family people in it. Um, Tony Newsom, she um, who, who voices Beckett Mariner in Star Trek: The Lower Decks. She's in this. She plays um, right. one of his one of his more talented writers because you know comedians just have like a cavalcade of writers, like two or three writers to put material for you. Know, it's not just yeah. the comedian alone, right? So she's one. But what happens is that you don't use her jokes. And there's a not really a big big subplot. I thought they would have done more with it, but it, it wasn't necessary given to, to the conceit of the story. Uh she kinda wanna leave and wanna go strike out on her own and do her own thing, but also work for other comedians because she's like a, a behind the scenes writer. I thought she was pretty good, right? She's a pretty good actress. Um there's another actor who plays one of the, the Greek gangsters. He played Bruce Maddox in I forget the actor's name, but he played Bruce Maddox in the new Star Trek Picard season one. So like, oh, two Star Trek people, All right? Cool. Um yeah, as I said, a few few leaps of logic and, and suspensions of disbelief. Um, a bit predictable. I you know, I, I kinda knew what was going on, kind of. Although where it ends is is good still. Um and it's very melodramatic and so popular, but it, it really works because of heart. I felt heart 
like yeah, was, I was surprised because heart is a person that literally don't take seriously, and that's kind of the whole point. They they play with that in the world, and uh, again, the, the comparison I'll make is is it felt like his version of uncut gems. That's what it felt like. It right, had this right. this air of like it is a character you know is a comedian, but they have this air of danger and pathology behind the whole thing in terms of what you're gonna do for success, and where it goes is really good though. Like I, I really like it. It's pretty dark, pretty dark ended, but it was good. It's good and. It it works. It it it's a little uncut gems, a little bit of um go on gill, you know, a little bit of that. I don't think I spoil anything by saying that. Um, you know, just have a t- it have not a twist per se, but like a character turn or two from a couple characters. Like, all right, they had to do this. You get why they do that. You know, you don't know the character had it in them. You understand the real relationship between these characters, and it, they make it work. Yeah, the main the main conceit is Snipes and and Hart, right? Snipes is his older brother. Um, you know, they, I find both of them bounce off really well. They work um, again. It's played like like um, you know what you know. It's a show I never watch, but I, I get the feeling it's probably like that. You know, Fifty Cent has this this gangster soap opera show. Oh, um, Power. You know, uh, right. I, I I could have jumped into that when it was out, right. but I was still holding on to you know uh, Empire. <laughs> so right, right. Yeah, yeah. And look at how far you know now we have power spinoffs now. You know what I mean? And right. I should be watching those, but you know. Right. So you know. I heard it's in, it's it's kind of in the same vein as that. Also, um, the guy who plays Kevin Hart's bodyguard, he was in 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 um in Black Lightning as one of the villains. Was the first big villain in Black Lightning? Not the not the not the albino guy. Um, I was watching the face like, oh yeah, he in Black Lightning. Gosh, uh, I'm not 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 this not TC. Um, the 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 guy who sucks souls or whatever. You're right. I think so. It's him. Yeah. He, yeah. It's him. I think so. But they're good people. It has some married people. Like, like it, it's simple. It could have been better. Like, uh, in the hands of better filmmaking and, and technique, it could have worked a little better. You know, I could have, uh, you know, a, a, a soda book could have punched this up a little better. Right? But nah, for what it is, it's solid TV, in my opinion. I, I didn't expect to have that much fun. As I said, if it was, it probably, it's probably the few bears talking. But I, I didn't think it was as good as it is. So, yeah, rating, yeah, I'll give it like a 7 out of 10. Um, all right, all right. Fair you know, it's a, it's a surprisingly good turn for Hart. Like, I didn't think Hart would have, like, given me this, that performance. I like, really do a good job with the acting. The concept and the conceit is, is really, really solid for what it is. And I, I, I was fine with, with, with most of it. I can't be mad at it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I recommend it. All right. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So, to close off the TV stuff, man, uh, let's, let's, let's continue Masters of the Universe Revelation. Sure. Now, previously on part one of Revelation, you know, we got five episodes and, you know, the internet went crazy because okay, this right. is so woke and it's the Teela show and there's no okay. He-Man and blah. And in our review where we were just being fair and honest, we were just like, look, it, yeah, it's just awesome. the first half, like just yeah. wait till the second half comes. No, but what, 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 it did, what it did at the end of that first half, I was like, all right, well, yeah, there's, there's real hype though. Like, of yeah, course, it, of course. Yeah, there's real, real hype. Like to me, like, the teaser like, thing is, the teaser thing was just setting up a character. That's how I see it. You're just setting up a character. Like, and, yeah, and when, exactly. it, when, it, when, it, when it do it, when it do it ultimately, I actually really enjoyed and made a lot of sense to me. Um, me too. Not, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I felt not, so as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. But so what did yeah yeah uh, yeah you were just continue right. finish it in, yeah. yeah so in a nutshell um you know as you said before yes I mean it follows up from where the last um first half stopped off I mean sorry if it's a spoiler but yeah He Man returns literally from you know the 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 equivalent of heaven in this world right so he he comes back as he's about to, while he wields the, the sword and, you know, he's, he does the whole, by the power of Grayskull, you know, yeah. um, Skeletor, who we thought was was dead, you know, literally shows up, 
we won't say how, right. um, and stabs him, right? And then literally takes his sword from him and then becomes, you yeah, know... He, um, he has the power now. Yeah, he has the power now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we follow it up from there. Uh, we'll talk about Skeletor and his, his delusions of grandeur, boy, but um, yeah, so, you know, he, he, he basically just wants... He's, like, trying to take over everything. Um, he gets... Um, Evelyn, you know, mean voice once again by Lena Headey back to right. her side now. So he basically makes her the new sorceress. That's all you'll see. Right. Um, and there's some some really, really like like tension, like friction going on between the two of them, right? Which you'll right. talk about in a bit, right? Uh, while all this is going on, um, Teela realizes that um, she, you know, she actually has magical powers, right? And, you know, it, it, it kind of right. makes sense given her um, story arc because from right. well, well, we learned, yeah, we learned, we learned something about her. It's like, I, I, no, I, I can't remember if this was in the original He-Man I don't remember He-Man at all. Um, same here too, same here. But, yeah. but I was like, okay, that's a good, like if I was a new He-Man fan and just jumping in this from scratch, I'll be like, oh, that's a real good reveal though. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what I like do is like in the first half now, she was all like, you know, pro-science and, you know, because He-Man at the time was gone, was presumed dead now. Well, actually he was dead, not presumed dead. She just kind of gave up on magic, right? She, right? she gave up on the hope that it gives and whatnot and she was just all about science, right? And all that kind of stuff, right? So, she yeah she finds out that she has powers and then through some circumstances she runs into um adams as, as in he-man's um you know uh father and mother and it's just basically the gang just kind of you know just getting back together in a sense right, right. and yeah they just they just you know form this alliance and well we forgot to mention to um you know adam slash he-man is still alive it's not like they could just have him come back and then die again that wouldn't make any sense right yeah so he's back now but you know he does not have the sword so yeah he practically just has to you know work on he, he just had to use his own his he has had to I, rely on his brain and his brain too but not so much I, the he-man powers yeah no, i am so mad they spoil something in the trailer uh well, here's the thing because eh? you, you mentioned to me off here um don't watch the trailer yeah, so what I do, like right after I finish watch um the second half, I watch the trailer. My god, that trailer gives away so much. Yeah, like, yeah, oh no, all I I'll say is so all I'll say is people who yeah. came in with expectations. So yeah. I dread. Yeah, dread. Wow. No, all I'll say, all I'll say is that that Hulk man moment was hard. Yes, <laughs> that was that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah, you got it they get into the conceit of like they get into the conceit of oh. The power could still like how the power doesn't work. It's not necessarily the sword now. Like they play with that. Cause yeah, I, end, I really felt it's a it's a, it's a real comic book thing. That's all you'll right, see. Right. But um, for for all we know, for all we know, um, it probably is part of He-Man lore. For all we know. Well, no. Here's the thing. Eh? Look, Kevin Smith could do what he wants. Like his look is Kevin Smith. The man know what he do he want. But what they do with it is the arc. The arc works like for what it is now, and they do a good arc about letting go of the past. You know. That whole stuff now. The teams are great. Um, and especially yes, involving yes. what it with Evelyn and um what do you call him? And Skeletor. No. No, um, you, sorry. Uh Beastman. Beastman, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did um, with that? Like that, that back also and is, is, is basically sticking around with um with Skeletor, right? But he right, is right. one of the few people who actually kinda observes how rough um Evelyn has it, right? Right, right. And I, I thought they would make it work. And then what they do with the Evelyn's arc, especially when when well, okay, so the only thing I didn't like with this, I find a rush skeletal having the power. I didn't like that. They could have put that a little longer. Because how, Agreed, he, yeah. how he loses the power, 
kind of stupid. Like, it, it is, it is, like, right? Oh, so, man. so, but, but, just, 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 to, just to touch on that briefly, right? Without spoiling anything, right? Um, if there is a a, a gripe that people will have with this show, and I mean, I will, I, I will agree with it too, right? Is that yes, it is going for edgier, it is going for more mature, right? But not too mature, of course, given the subject material, right? Um, subject matter, right? Sorry, given the the material, right? Um, so think of it more like a PG-13 as opposed to like a PG, right? So it's that, right? But with that moment, like I get like, like I get what it was trying to do. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a bit of wokeness involved, dude. That, that's all we'll see. But it's, it, okay. it has a reason to it. You know, it's more or less, it's more or less about um, Evelyn, you know, acquiring her strength back, right? And this is how she kind of goes about it. I know some people will have issues with it in the way how she does it. But uh, I, I just find it was just kind of awkward and funny how it plays out. But thankfully, the show doesn't go too far with it, right? Because they, they, I, I imagine they, they could have been, like, probably there was a conscious decision to be like, all right, let me not go too far with it because this shit doesn't look weird already and kind of like right. WTF. So let me just give this this a little bit. <laughs> we can just kind of pull back a little bit there. So that's one thing I actually do like about the show is that they will they will kind of very close to you know going a, like pushing a, a envelope or two. But they'll always right. remember, oh wait, it's he man, guys. Come on, let me just dial it back a little bit, dial it back right. a little bit. So I appreciate that. But th- in that moment in particular, I know some people be like, all right, y'all just try to be a little too high, like y'all you're really trying to be way too edgy, like, like dial it back. But okay. uh, I, any I, thoughts I, on, on that moment if you don't talk about? It? The depowering moment of, of of skeletal, like how it plays out, and how oh, no, yeah, 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 skeletal comes off like an yeah, idiot. Yeah, the, the, that was, as I say, no, it's just it's just a dung bad skeletal, like skeletal dung bad. Even though he is literally like a god like entity, he's still dung bad, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was kind of dude. <laughs> but no, I um, I I uh, I I thought I, I just thought from a plot reason it was kind of dumb. Like it, it would have make some sense if he wasn't like a god like entity. So it's like you know. Fine, but whatever. They, 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 where, where they do it with, with Evelyn, that works. Like yes, when, it does, yeah. Right, that worked at all. And especially her, like, what she's thinking about and what she, you know, feels about the universe and that whole thing with the universe and all that stuff. And like, yeah, I like all of that. That's, yeah. like, solid, like... um Character development. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, solid character work. It's, like, arcs for people, like, how to... And then when, when He-Man and Skeletor started battling... And you know what he what he man tells him at the end is great. Like I like I like yes yes. Yeah yeah. Um, and then the, the the action. Okay, so some of the animation look a little choppy here or there. I didn't really have a big problem with that. Um, well, I would I would attribute that to powerhouse animation, right? Uh, right, right. I mean, I mean, they knock it out the park again with with this well second half, right? But I would admit though, there is like a, a couple of moments in the final episode. Where they do that thing, it's it's a little similar to um to you know Castlevania, you know, where they kind of you know they they go the kind of how to say it's it's the it's an anime route, but it's almost it's it's meant to look hyper stylized in a sense, but it's right, come off right. it's, it's like if you do it if you don't do it right, it's a kind of cheap, it's a kind of like imitation right. anime. That's all I say, but it it kind of looks so different from what you've seen before now. But because it's such a spectacular action scene, it's just like well, all right, yeah. I just watching the snow. I I enjoyed what I seen. The only thing I didn't like, I didn't like, is that I find with the with what 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 Evelyn did, I really wanted to see a certain set of characters come back in the final action sequence, and we didn't see that because of what I she know. Did. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to see about, that. Yeah. However, uh, but yeah. yeah, they bring back they bring back everybody or cook up back what they do with him. Yes, boy. Badass. 
And, and thank like, goodness that I did not watch the trailer because I would have been yeah, angry. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, when, when Orko came back, yeah, swear to God, I was clapping, yeah. you know. I was yeah, clapping, you know. Yeah, they make it work. But it, the ending is very good. Like, I, I like what they do. It, it is. Yeah. And then, the, well, the equivalent of a post-credits. Wow. Ooh, that was that, 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 oh, that, like, that one that last come and hit the yeah. boom. And then I was like, oh, yeah. shit. That happened. What? Yeah, I was like, well, what? So we going show? Okay. Yeah, like, I love like, it. I love it. I love it. I just like, well, it's nothing else to do now. And then they just show that the little hologram pop up. And like, well, what? Yeah. yeah. And you I, and you forget and you forget about those those side villains too, though, because yeah, you, you know, like, I, like I thought that they had a really intriguing you know story arc, you know, by themselves in the in the first half night. But I forget about them then in, in yeah. you know in the second half of the show. Like what? Okay. Um, but yeah, but if I can just talk quickly about just just this minor issues that I had with it, right? Um, dialogue wise, it is still you know a little hokey at times, a little on the nose at times, you know, a little Saturday morning cartoon at times, right? But I feel like it's just all intentional though. But there, you know, like but at still there are times where it may come off a little a little cheesy, a little hammy at some points, right? Uh, speaking of hammy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Skeletor boy, he, yeah, he hams it up, boy, but yeah, it course. works. Eh? It works. No, eh? like, look, uh, it, uh, it's still feeling a little too Joker from Batman, but still, it's true, fine. true, true. Yeah, because yeah, you, can, you yeah. can just hear it in Mark Hamill's yeah. voice. Yeah, a little he, too much. Yeah, yeah, you can just hear it. And even the way how he talks, sorry, that that the voice, but talking about the way how he talks to people, right? Like, there's yeah, a yeah. moment, uh, unfortunately, we spoiled the trailer with him talking down to, to Adam, and Adam was laughing. It's like, uh, why are we laughing? Like, right, that's, right. that's a that's a Joker thing, right? Yeah. Um, and like I said before, you know, I mean, some of the moments of edginess don't always work as well as it should do, but thankfully, they don't go too far with it, though. So I'll give them credit for that. That being said, though, this was a brilliant way to conclude it. the story, though. Yeah, I, I know it was hard. Solid it, I all of it, yeah. though. Yeah, it um, just just it's just from the characters, boy. Um, even Tila, like Tila's arc, do a way that when that wraps up, it's like wow. Yeah. Uh, I just love that they just paid so much attention to this character. They didn't think was gonna come back, right? Like um, like like Adams, um, you know, father and mother, uh, well, King Rando and Marlena, right? That you didn't right, think right, that right. It would have been such a big deal, and you give them a nice old story arc too, and it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just just. Oh yes, I forgot another thing too. Um, you know, it, it it does rely a little too much on fan service, but sorry, not too much, but ever so often you'll get like a little fan service moment, like you see a character show be like, Hey, yeah, what's the face? You're here. Wow. You know, right, right. Like, wait, this is actually a real character though. Like yeah. case in point, right? So a, a character a lot of people was making fun of when this second half dropped uh Fisto. <laughs> right, 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 like, right, wait, yeah. that's not a real character though. Speaking of which though, props for 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 casting method man do right play clam champ like what yeah. i was watching it eh? i hear the guy ball like whoa yeah i like what yeah i was rewinding that like four or five times yeah. right? and then <laughs> yeah. when i see the end credits like oh shit this yeah. is method man like yes yeah i was like well this work this work i love it, yeah. I love it. um people might like what happens to fisto and clam champ do but right. this is the one thing i really dug about this show as a whole though it it just always surprises you it always keeps you on the edge of your tools right and my god the cliffhangers for these episodes boy god yeah, damn like especially like the last three episodes boy my god these these cliffhangers boy wow right um 
But I really do like the fact that, you know, it does embrace its silliness, though. Like, even right down to having, uh, well, <laughs> slight spoiler, Kevin Smith actually makes a, a parents as both Goat Man and Pig Boy. Okay, like, right. That's actually, like, real characters. Like, yeah, it actually is. Um, it's actually really funny, though, how, like, uh, I, I have to make a, a note of this, right? The, the final episode is called Comes With Everything You See Here, which is such a... Hey, remember, remember, these are all toys, right? Ha, ha, ha. Right, that's right. a joke, right? And literally, the final battle is like is the equivalent of just having all these toys and Listen, you just guys, play with them. It's, yeah, it's that's that, exactly, exactly that. what it is. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Just that man, they say they just pull out the full toy set and throw it on the, throw it on the carpet. And that is it. That yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. They just animate that. Yeah. Um, Bear, Bear McCrary, boy, who does the music, boy, he yep, outdoes yep. himself again, boy. That the theme song alone is just epic, but the yep. music that he provided though for this uh, for the second half, I'll say for the whole show, is just amazing, boy. Um, uh, and I really have to give praise for you know the the decision to make this as grand and as epic as possible, right? One thing I'll also mention the word audacious as well, too. Yeah, this show is just out there, boy. It is just swinging for the fences. And most of the time, it works, you know what I mean? So, while, yes, characters are super powered and they do all these grand things and, you know, gestures and all that kind of stuff, like Evil Lynn and Skeletor, it's, it's, you know, it's like you kind of sit back and be like, all right, this is, you know, you all really should really be taking all this thing so seriously, you know. Like, and I know, and this is where I have to bring up the fans now, the, the so-called fanboys, who, yes, are heating on the second half too and saying, wow, it's even worse than the first one. It's like, yo, I know we had enough of it. We, we, we talked yeah. lengthily about it in the, in the first half, right? Yeah. But in this case, though, it's like, look, it is a show with characters called Fisto and, right. you know, exactly. Ram Man and all these kind of things. <laughs> yeah. Stop yeah. taking this thing so seriously and just have fun with it. Yes, it may seem like it's taking itself seriously at times. I mean, what can I say? It's a post-Game of Thrones generation we live in now, so yes. why not? Imagine this thing, like, if you saw it in theaters, of course they're going to go I... a grandiose PG-13 route, so... What was the big deal, man? Like, why? I don't why? Listen, <laughs> I, I don't why? consider myself. I don't consider myself no big woke person or nothing like that. Um, I my attitude is just like, what? You just have to do certain things to make a, a sense of progress. I don't fight it on, and I just stop talking to these people. You literally had somebody in the house of um, there was literally somebody in the house of Commons. I think was saying, "What is why that Doctor Who because Doctor Who's a woman that is why male crime went up." I like this. Like, what? Goddamn politician, you know, like. Uh, what? Like again? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't consider myself no. Big... I, I have no comment. I have no comment. I yeah, exactly. No so that, that that's why I, I I stop engaging in this discourse. It has some interesting parts of discourse you could probably make, maybe. Uh, but I I don't I don't consider myself part of. I tired of this. Not for fucking he man. Not for fucking he man. Enough. Thank you. Thank yes, you. I, thank I, you. I, that's why that's why I don't I don't go and, like acknowledge it. I don't yeah, acknowledge yeah. these arguments. Whoever. Yeah. Whoever. I, I I just watch like e video of of just some person ripping it apart though yeah, yeah. and like what i felt and what i imagine you felt too were just these smart logical calls it's about progression like think about it the characters that you saw in the 80s shit how could we advance these characters now and that's what they do for the most part not all of it you had to agree with but is where it all leads up to you could accept right and people those those 
well, that video in particular, well, he's the person who, who make it. And I'm even going to call, call his name, ripping it apart and say, oh, this is so stupid. And even reference, the, you know, the same moment I mentioned with um, with Evelyn and, and, and Skeletor, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's so stupid. And what is this? And, oh, and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, look. Yeah, I don't care. Look, we don't care. Move on, right? Um, and what I would just say before we get to your thoughts, Ricardo, is that uh, where this season wraps up, though, that yeah. post-credit uh, for now, um, scene, I was like, yes, was season two, bring it on. Because remember last time, I was like, I don't think we're going to get a second season. But after I saw that post-credit scene, I'm like, hell yes, bring it to me. So yeah, this was a spectacular way to end the series off, to end the season off, though. It's not perfect, mind you. It still have, you know, the... the Having to 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 vary the line between goofy Saturday morning cartoon and okay, we really taking this thing seriously because you know fantasy right. is is at a at a certain level now. You know what I mean? We 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 can't do the eighty stuff again. We had to make it a little bit more edgy, so it kind of kind of varies between those two parts, basically, right? But I thought for the most part it works, man. I mean, Kevin yeah. Smith and his team. Yeah, that's what I was you, you could tell that Kevin like really put. His heart into this, like, like yeah. really, you, you can't knock him for that. But you, you might argue and say, but this is not the skeleton that I know. And why is there enough He-Man even in the second half? It's just Adam, and yeah, yeah. now Adam is, is has to bow down to Tila, so to speak. And it's like, oh, stop it, stop it, right? Accept the show for what it is. If you I... want the old show, there's the old show. Look, Netflix so dread. They even put out a new version of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe for you to watch and enjoy and appreciate it, right? There's that. Hold on yeah, to yeah, that, yeah, right? You already, you already spent, you're still, yeah, you're still already spending too much energy on that. I don't, I'll, I don't stop, I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll yeah, stop. Yeah. Ricardo, your, your, your thoughts on the, the second half. Of yeah, the I, I, uh, as I said, I find the, the, the only, my only issue is that they rush the Skeletor stuff. Like, I really wanted a little more of Skeletor in that position. Um, of of being with the power and and they're really like catching the ass with it. I wanted a little more of that, but for what it is, you know, it was fine. But where they go with it with 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 who with when 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 um Evelyn gets the power, I thought that was great. And like, I absolutely love a lot of that. Where her where she how she thinks about the world and the universe, especially that whole existential stuff she kind of goes through. And and it you know it's not it's not about the existential stuff. It's really about your own abuse and and you know her own trauma. No? And they make it work. They really make it work, especially with her and and and, and Taylor at the end there. And then they just, but they still had the big ass kick ass action sequence. He man kicked ass. Skeletor kicked ass. Um, what he man said, as I said, what I don't want to spoil it, but what he lad says to Skeletor at the end is great. Like I say, this is how you address progress, like how to make something go forward and feel like you're progressing. In that sense, and that's what I really loved about that. Um, and then yeah, that post credit scene that, that, that was like, well, would. Because I really thought, oh, well, it's done. Like, it have no more story to tell. Because where they go with it, it's like, all right, well, it's the, it's the universe. It's kind of an apocalypse plot. It kind of have nowhere to go. And then they do this, like, this last reveal with a plot thing that was addressed last, in, last, in the first five episodes. And then they re- that, that little last reveal with the hologram is like, yeah, man, hyped. Hyped for real. Uh, yeah, uh, loved it. Yeah, rating for the whole season, probably like a... Nine out of ten, probably closer to eight. Mostly because I was like you. You say the the studio animation thing, but um, for me it was more. I I just felt it just felt a little too on the cheap end. That's the only that's the only kind of major complaint. Um, so that's about it. Uh, yeah, nine out of ten, but closer to eight. But yeah, nine out of ten. 
real hot. All right. Well, well, for me, well, I'm glad you're giving it a high score because, yeah, I'm going to give this a strong four to five, man. Um, yeah. I do see this showing up in my best of the year list. I'm talking about the whole season because, yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed this. And, you know, thankfully for me, I actually watched everything from the very beginning and just seen how the story played out. I was just like, yeah, this is how this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I can't judge this thing too hard because, again, I am not a He-Man fan, right? But it right. It, 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 it entertained and interested me enough now that, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind checking out some of the old episodes and seeing, okay, this is where the characters were before and all that kind of stuff, right? I probably right. wouldn't do that in a hurry, but yeah. Um, to those who still want the He-Man to be untouched and whatever... Um, like I said, Netflix actually put out an actual series called yeah. He-Man Masters Universe. Watch that. I I imagine it's not going to be as good as this one here for sure, but it's like, you know, look all you want, all your 1983 shit, look at it right there, right? That That's that's all I say, right? I, the, reason, the reason I don't engage in that discourse is because the old 1983 shit was like, really like, you know, progressive. Goofy. Like, no, but progressive. <laughs> Sorry, even, even, but even progressive. Like, if you want to talk yeah. about, well, it have too much gay people this and gay people that's like, yeah, but like, it has not gay people working on the thing back then. Like, that was back then. <laughs> like, if you yeah, watch this show, yeah. you want to tell me you go and watch that show and tell me that wasn't gay. Like, that show's pretty damn gay. Like, just be clear about that. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, but it is, it is, right? Like, whatever. I, I don't, I don't like, uh, this is, is an argument I'm so sick of and I'm tired of it mostly because everybody, everybody who's engaged in this in any serious gusto almost always engaging in bad faith. Like, the probability of a person having good faith, you, if you're this angry about something, no way you can be coming with good faith with it. That's why I don't, like, waste my time. It's rubbish. Whatever. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So, um, yeah, I, w- I would say that, just in closing, with this whole season, um, if, if you are a diehard fan of He-Man and the property and all that kind of stuff, yeah. um, give this show a chance, man. I mean, don't just buy into, you know, all the negative criticism that, you know, um, even for the first season, you know what I mean? Even from people yeah. watching two, three episodes and, sorry, for the first half now, and the first two, three episodes of people going online, like, literally hours after they drop on Netflix and, you know, right. talk about, oh, Kevin Smith hates us and oh, all that kind well, of stuff. Well, just yeah. give it a look. If, if the first half does, does nothing to you, fine, right? But I would say just go on, just keep watching it until it ends. And this just to wrap things up, just before we move on, right? Um, you know, it, it's just funny how, you know, in, in this culture that we have here now, right, where just a half of a season drops and people just, you know, it's like, oh my God, this is, this is sacrilege and oh my God, this is horrible and all that kind of stuff that some people, like, like we said, I, I even watched two, three episodes, uh, I even watched the whole thing. And even still, it's just half of a season. See where the other half plays out. If you yeah. watch the full thing and take his garbage. Fine, right. don't just right. judge it yeah. off of a half of a season. Go from the man, right? As I said, as That's... I said, the probability of that person being coming in good faith is little slim to none. That's why I'm not really like engaging in the discourse because the person almost always is a bullshitter or and or they don't know what they're talking about. Like, yeah, so whatever. Like, that's why I don't really engage in these. Like, first, as I say, not for fucking he man. That's all I'll yeah. say, right? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> too much, like too much energy. Right, have, exactly. other, have other entertainment you could they could like have a proper and interesting discourse about, right? But not for fucking He-Man. Come on. Agreed, agreed. Well, so yeah, see we'll, season two, bring it on. We're yes. ready. We can't yeah, wait. Like, was ready. It was really good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. All right, so let's uh talk um a little Sony for a bit, man. Um so I will do a quick spoiler review of Venom Let There Be Carnage. Uh so I, I, you I, will I, talk about I, I, Ghostbusters I, 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 after I watched it too. But 
I don't really care to talk about it. Like it's just there's so much <laughs> shit. You could talk about that. I'm in and out. I don't care. So so here's the thing, here's the thing, right? With 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 Venom, let there be cans, right? Just to kick things off, right? We'll get to the Ghostbusters stuff afterwards, and don't worry, guys, it'll be spoiler free. Ricardo, spoiler yeah, free, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, because at least the excuse I have with Venom is that um it's out on VOD right now. Um, so you know, y'all can check it out, and you know, people already talk about this thing when it came out, right? And when when it came out, no, you know, I was actually surprised that people were were, were fairly positive to it. I mean, people were right. seeing that it was an improvement over the first one, right? So, okay, so here's, here's my thing. Like, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, it, 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 it is roughly the, kind of the same thing for the first one, in my opinion. It, it's a le, le, slightly less coherent somehow, but it just did the EKS thing. When the first one came out, I was like, well, it just marketed itself like a Transformers movie almost. It felt like a Transformers movie watching it. And, then right. marked, and, and Sony played the game to win when it comes to marketing. You know, they get Eminem to do a hit song and they're constantly yelling ven- Venom in your head and they're constantly venom, advertising. Venom, venom. Ven- right, yeah, exactly. They're constantly yelling Venom, Venom at you, you know. Venom, 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 right? And I thought, I, I, so when it made the 800 million, I, I remember I went to see that. I went to see that in fucking, um, what call it? That place up north. Um, uh, no, movie no, movie though. Above, above IMAX. So oh, you went, to, you went gemstone or no, I went to, 40 so I, had to, I had to kill time. So I had a meeting later. I had, oh, about okay, a, yeah. Yeah, I had a little bit of time. And I had to kill some time. I was like, all right, well, let me watch Venom. Let me go see it. And when I saw it, I was like, all right, this is terrible. But um, I, I know it would make money. So when, when everybody was melting down, oh, you know, it have a hundred. Um, oh, it makes so much money. And I was like, no, they, they played the game to win. That's it. Like they played the game to win, it was good, it was well marketed in that sense. That's it. So when the second one come out now, it's like, all right, it's a slight the only thing that this one does, it's slight, it's a slightly leaner movie. I don't care about any of it in terms of like the characterization. Like it had a mushy character in my screech, whatever it is. Terrible character. Uh, that, that's and a then, good one. No, I did streak, right. I did I did carnage. I did carnage himself and all of that all of that bouncing off is total nonsense. But again, they market according to what they market. They know the audience, they know it how people coming to see this. They play the game to win. Sony's really smart in that way. Like they still know the old, the old school marketing tricks to still work. Like, what if the internet doesn't exist? That's how they market. <laughs> that, that's how it feels like. It's like the nineties. It's remember? like the 90s. It's, yeah. It's like, it's if 90s. you look at the first one in particular, like some yeah. na- true, true back nineties superhero movie, yep. it kind of makes sense. Even like right now, to have Eminem do the, the theme song, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like watching Spawn or something. That's basically what it feels. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. I, I, I was thinking Batman forever, right? But but right, Spawn, right. Yeah, Spawn could be Spawn, Spawn, Spawn's up there as well, right? Yeah. Right. Anyway, anyway, well, you right. you go ahead um, and review. I fine, fine, I, fine. I will give him a score. I'll give him a score. But you you just do the entire review because I have zero patience for this bullshit. Well, I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And um, the funny thing is, right? Like I actually re-listened to our um our review of Venom back in 2018, right? And um, I remember giving this uh, two and a half out of five, right? I, yeah, do yeah, I forget, like I forget my score. I think it was. I think you give it like a two out of five. Equivalent yeah, I hated to that, it. Right? Hated yeah. So I was, I was generally fair tick. I kind of saw what it was trying to do, but it was right. just, just, just badly made, just poorly made, I should say, right? But the funny thing is, right? So people say, you know, it's a, it's a slight improvement over the first one, all that kind of stuff, right? So here's, here's what your boy do. I, I actually watched both movies back to back. 
because I have okay, time. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, you have time. Listen, yeah. I know that's how you can I, I don't know how I had time to do this. Sir. I don't I know, know, but I just did. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll watch something because I don't watch it, but I cannot say, well, I need to watch this previous thing. So she was something like this. I like know, I know, but it was an experiment. It was an experiment. I wanted, right, yeah, I wanted to test something out, right? And just to jump into the review itself, here's the funny thing. I actually enjoyed the first one more than this, sir. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Yeah, Let me tell okay. you why. Yeah, yeah, no, sir. I, I, now, I, I do too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to be fair, yes, you're right. It's a leaner film. Let it be a leaner film, right? Yeah. Because I felt like the first one, a lot of people felt the same way too. It took a it took a really long while to get the story picking up. It was just all this stuff about, oh, Eddie Brooks down in his luck and his skill, his his wife, to, his fiance, sorry, broke up with him and oh, nobody likes him, no, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And it's just like yeah. you on, you get to the venom shit already, right? So at least this one doesn't take too long, right? Fine, fair enough, right? Although my first one in sign should have been, oh, this movie gonna be, you know, ninety seven minutes, so roughly. 90 minutes plus credits. I was like, uh, okay. It means so. But to be fair, it's a leaner film. It gets to the point, right? Fine. But at its fundamental level, right? The first movie at least gave you action. At least it gave you some venom action, though. Right. And what I mean is, right? So, like, the, the, the first moments with, um, oh gosh, the, the bad guy, Rami Ma- uh, Malik. I say Rami Malik. Oops. Uh, um, Riz Ahmed's character from the first film, his goons that are going up against Eddie. I know those moments with him fighting him in the, like, in the apartment and in the chase scene and all that stuff. Like, right. all that stuff, like, when I, when I watch it again, it's, it's, I mean, it's generic as shit, but it still works. It, it's, right. it's, it's, how do, how I how describe it is like if you have nothing to do on a Saturday night, this is the kind of movie you can kind of just pop up, uh, pop, you know, just, just, you know, I was going to say pop into like a DVD player or whatnot, right? But why would I right. want this on home media? But yeah, it's the kind of show like if you just genuinely have nothing to do on a Saturday night, you right. watch it. You, you have right. two beers and you, and you enjoy it for what it is, yeah, right? You laugh exactly. at how bad the dialogue is and the editing. Yeah, the editing was trash, but you still kind of enjoy it as a schlocky film, you know, especially if you look at it as a, throwback 90s ac- um, not action superhero right. film it, it, right. it kind of works uh, but I don't know what was the decision here with this one boy but like all the Venom action get pushed completely to the back now because I counted literally there are two scenes involving you know Venom slash Eddie Brock like you know you know being the badasses that they are now. and right. that is just this throwaway moment with, with Venom trying to save some woman from getting robbed and then right. it leads to the big issue I have with the movie. I'll get to that in a bit. And then the, the, the final scene with him fighting Carnage, right? Right. So just just the one thing that just pissed me off throughout this, the entirety of the show, Tread. Yeah. You want to explore the dynamic between Eddie and Venom. Fine, right? This is the thing right. that people remember. People enjoy, quote-unquote, seeing Tom Hardy be a goofball and a madman. Right. Even though it remembers too much of Shia LaBeouf from Transformers, uh, right. Revenge of the Fallen, which yep. I hate. You know, a yep. lot of people hate, right? But you know the oh, I'm goofy and uh, uh, something's in me, uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? yeah like yeah, yeah, like in the first one, the whole thing with the with the lobsters and things. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, going for. Like, it's yeah. kind of funny, and I remember laughing at that. Like it's stupid, but I laugh. You know, it, it, it is, is. It, it is right. stupid, but um, but, but you know, Tom, Tom Tom really commit to that. Like yeah, exactly, it's, it's like he, he just right. like humiliate himself on screen, right, exactly. <laughs> but it's all right. for the benefit to the movie, right? And all to to make us laugh, if you want to say that, right? But here they just. It just turns out to be this 
this this this lovers quarrel basically because like right. oh like for them saying oh you don't appreciate me and we belong together and all that kind of stuff right and Eddie's like no I don't need you I I want to be with Annie sorry Anne please once again my Michelle Williams who is still with the the doctor whatever his name Dan like they're still together you know what I mean? but right, he's still right, like right, fighting right. over yeah. her and all that kind of stuff but there's just so much time with them separate now. And I find that was against like what we expected to see now. Um, there was a funny moment though with uh with, with, with Venom. Like this this is before they had a fight. Yeah, a fight, right? In the apartment before they literally like before Venom leaves, right? Yeah, remember. Think about it, like if there's a couple, right? And there's Venom going, Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> I was just laughing at that part. That was so hilarious. Yeah, Tom Tom Hardy as Venom do the Venom voice is hilarious in my opinion. Right. It's so it's so bad, but it works, right? But yeah, boy, like, okay, fine. You, you, you want to show that they need each other and all that kind of stuff too. And, you know, apparently people like this. People found it was cute. And like, oh, but I'm a nerdy. It was a, it's an item. Uh, right. right? And then they just had to go far with it with these, like, painfully awkward moments. Like, a moment with him going to this club. Okay. I had to talk about the club. I had to talk about the club, right? And <laughs> right, right, right. Him, oh, I forgot I was asking him, you right. Going yeah, up yeah, on yeah. the stage and talking about, yeah. I'm out of Eddie's closet. Right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember, right. Yeah, I remember that. So, I, it was a short scene. I was like, oh, they're really doing this. And it was just so dumb. I just rolled my eyes at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know? And I, I get it. Y'all want to, it's, 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 it's queer coding, basically. Right, uh, right, that's what right. right. To do. But it's played for laughs now, you know what I mean? And it just felt like just, this this kind of below average. Like, why do we need this, right? I, I, if you want to explore that, fine. But it could have done it a much better way, right? But I didn't talk about the clubs quickly, right? So, um, points for Brigham McGill, Lil Sims into this film, right? Okay, right. Lil Sims being a, a, a British rapper, um, you know, I mean, dope, dope, dope artist, right? I still have yet to listen to a new album, but I did listen to Grey Era, right? Uh, for the funny thing is, right? When I did listen to that album, right? Uh, one of my favorite albums, in my opinion, right? Um, there was a song in it called Venom, and ironically, oh. this song came out right after <laughs> um, Eminem's Venom, right? Right, okay, so I know, I, I know, I know this song. song. The only, the only reason, yeah, the only reason I know the song, the only reason I know the song is because of um, TikTok, like a lot of it's a TikTok trend song, okay, okay, okay. So it's like yeah. da 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 da, and Venom, yeah, Venom, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so the, yeah, that, that, that I, was I, yeah, I right. cringe at that, like, oh my right. god, like because like when I saw Little Sims, I was like in my head, right. oh, she gonna perform some new song of she album, right? She she performed Venom, and I cringe, boy, I cringe. I kind of curl up in that ball, like, oh god, sweetie, why? It's almost like they just heard the song after the fact, like, oh my god, she have a song called Venom too. Let's have this song. I cringe at that part though. That, that was that was bad. That was bad. I feel sorry for Little Sims for that scene though. But yeah, boy. Um, I just hated the fact that Eddie and Venom was separate. Um, and don't tell me, oh, is you know the sequel thing? You know, it's like Spider Man Two when Peter Parker didn't want to be Spider Man again. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah blah. Don't no no stop it. Don't don't even bring that. No, I did get even worse now with Carnage. Played by Woody Harrison and his whole <laughs> is how he became yeah, playing, Carnage, playing, right? Yeah, he playing Cassidy, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, yeah. Cause yeah. I honestly forgot how like I I only saw like the first trailer though. I didn't bother to watch the second one, right? So I kinda forgot how he became Carnage though. Like right. I 
but when you see it play out though, and yes, I'm going into spoilers, so I might as well see it. Right. You know, there's a scuffle and Cletus actually bites Eddie. He bite right, he bites him, yeah. So he said don't taste like blood or something like yeah, that. So 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 yeah, so Eddie's blood now is a Cletus and, and that that turns him into right. Carnage. And right. Carnage suddenly is like, Oh, you're my father and I wanna kill you because you're my father, right? Right. And, and and Carnage have hacking powers, like literally he could use his like fingers <laughs> and you know like relatively to tree kind of shit and like stick right. it into like a, a computer and hack into <laughs> into systems and like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's all this, it's all this. Yeah. And it's it get even worse yeah. now with the character a shriek by play my McGill Naomi Harris, like why? You why know? you? Why? Why yeah, you? Yeah. We, 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 we take her. Why you? And true, typical Sony, you know, we, we marvel, but we not really marvel kind of thing. They don't even explain how she gets she powers, you know, because in, in our heads, when we saw the first trailer, we assumed that she was a symbiote, uh, a symbiote tuner. No, like, she's like, like a, 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 like like a, one a, of it grafted onto her and yeah, I think that's she's a mutant. Yeah, I think she's yeah, a that's, mutant. Yeah, she is a mutant, but they don't right. say it. Just, yeah. Well, she, I, I just know uh, that from the cops. Some screams. That that that's it. That's all she does. That that's all, that's the reasoning we get. No, oh, maybe she's a she's a she has the I don't know a mutant gene or whatever it is. Just well, right. she, she yeah. could scream and right. destroy I just, stuff. I, right? I, yeah. I just know as the, the the I just know as in the comic as a as a mutant character. Okay, okay. yeah, but yeah. in my head, I I really thought that she was going to be related to the whole um symbiote stinger. And speaking of that, though, no symbiotes really. Like I thought, like you know, because in the first movie, even though they spent a long time establishing it, they say, well, you know, it have different ones, and you know, it's all over the universe, and blah blah blah. So I thought, well, like an end result of what happened in the first film, maybe one of them escape, and that's how you know, uh, Cletus become um, Carnage or Shriek become Shriek. Is like, but no, 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 it's just your bite time and you become Carnage, right? Whatever, right? And I hated, 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 hated. This whole thing, like you're taking, you're not really sure what Carnage's plan is, but my God, Tred, I just want to free Shriek, and we right. want to have a wedding, and yeah, we want he was to get in love with her. everybody who tormented us when we were in some right. boarding household. In the boarding, right? Yeah, yeah. So I forgot it was. Yeah. God, boy, really, yeah, really. To the point that you have a flashback out of the way. You have the actor who played young Cletus. And if you notice carefully, you, you realize that it's Woody's voice. And it, it's it, it bad, it bad, it real bad, it's terrible. You even have a moment with a little bit of animation to explain some kind of big thing right. about, uh, well, this is why Carnage is doing this thing, you know what I mean? Because he's a, he's a serial killer, he's a psycho. So, of course, he had a talk in riddles and puzzles and is up to Eddie to figure it out. And it's like, really? But, like, all this is just for a wedding. That's what it is. It, it, right. all, it all boils down to a wedding. Yep. And in yeah. the process, oh, let's kidnap Anne and let's kidnap Dan. So, mm-hmm. you know, Eddie comes and uh, and Eddie and Venom had a make back up, literally kiss man, make back up and then fight and all that kind of thing. And uh, it was it was Get just weird. it was just rough, right? And yeah. again, it it too like you take it, oh my god, Venom and Carnage, it just ends up being yet another CG, you know, uh clusterfuck of just Yep. You know, blobs just fight each other just once again, and there's no, there's no, um, there's no excitement, no thrills in it. They wasted shrieking that she was just there, and then all of a sudden, just changing mind, like, oh my god, why are you acting like this? And yeah. it's like all of a sudden, like, leave me alone, all kinds of stuff. You know, points, points for the show, right? Points for the show, right? For having shriek be carnages, 
um, girlfriend of sorts. Even though, if you remember, Sabiots can, you know, like sound is a weakness, right? So yeah, yeah. So why? Why? I mean, of course, let's let's have a character who who generates you know sound waves and all that kind of stuff. Now let her be the be the girlfriend, right? So put two or two together, right? Whatever. So yeah, um, even the song itself, though the the new song that they get for this, though um, I don't even remember the name of it. I, I saw the video of it, but I um, the oh okay, it's called Last One Standing, right? Um, it's with Skylar Grey, Eminem, Polo G, and Mozzie, right? Okay. No disrespect to, to those artists, though, but it, <laughs> it it oddly pales in comparison to what we got with the first film with Venom. Because I mean, say what you want about how bad the hook is. At least you remember the hook. The hook was catchy, though. Know? We were all like, Venom, I'm trying to get him, Venom, you remember that, right? <laughs> yeah. But this one was just over dramatic. And, you know, it, it's it's M, right? It's it's M just doing what M does when he brings his category and we got me like real over dramatic soap operish kind of shit. And it just it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work at all, right? But before we get to read it though, we had to talk about that post credit scene, but well, actually, well, yeah. I know kinda, it is, yeah. well actually that even okay, so there's this we forgot to mention Steve Agreeable was in this because right. he was just pointless in the show. So basically, he working with he's a he's a cop now, but he working with um with Bruckner with Eddie. Right, right. Mm. He keep talking about oh, what do you know? What do you know? Who's this guy? Who's this guy running around killing people? You know something? I know you know something, right? And then like for some reason in the end, like near the end, like you see his eyes glow up. So like you're not really sure like how what happened like. We thought that he died or something like that, but we, we don't know. Like, all of a sudden, he eyes is suddenly glue. I was just supposed to be like, oh, my God, like, something going to happen to him, and we never see what happened, right? But, yeah, the post credit scene that everybody was talking about, right? Here's a catch with it. I get where they're coming from with it. It's, it's a, it's a kind of interesting call. Um, I'm not even going to talk about, you know, the decision to, to go all Dark Knight and have... Venom flee the cops because you know he's a right. bad guy or whatever it is, and you know in order to save his friend he must be on the run. Like that right. literally lifted from the Dark Knight, right? The right. magnificent conclusion to that, right? And then yeah. in some, not even some island, some beach somewhere, right. and you know again queer coding, right? That's all I'll say, right? In the worst way, right? But yeah, so there there's there, and then well, you know, well because you're doing spoilers, you know, um, everything kind of reverts now to the the, the Spider Man MCU universe. Because right. actually sued, actually see the the, the um, news report um, yeah. with you know um, G. Jonah, Jonah Jameson saying, "Oh, Peter yeah. Peter Parker, Spider Man, right?" So we At see that, extreme, right? Yeah. yeah. But the, the 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 catch though is what happens with the flashing lights, basically. And I assume I, I think it's probably clear enough. It's an uh, end result of Doctor Do um oops Doctor Do's uh, uh, Doctor Strange's spell that we will see play out in um right. the way home. It's it's clearly right. that. It's clearly that. Right. that that's right. what he meant at, right? Right. And all this is good, you know. And they could have just kind of had it at that cliffhanger where people are like, oh my god, I want to see what happened next, right? And then they just sh- literally shoot itself in the foot now because you have a moment with some guy coming in like, hey, what are you doing in here? Yeah, they, they had to make a joke. Whoever. And they had to make it a joke, and it just yeah. ends awkwardly and it stops. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Was he pointing to this, right? So yeah, you had you had a great post credit scene in the in the in the tip of your fingers, and you just yep. drop it because well, you know, you know it's Venom and it's Sony, so you had to tell a shitty joke. So, <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, yeah, overall, hated this. I actually prefer the first one over this, though. Me, that me that really is seen a lot, boy. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, this one gets a two out of five. I want my money back. Yes, I watch it at home. I want my money and my time back. This is an absolute waste. I, I really, really don't know why people... I think I know why. I think I know why people say that this is better than the first one. Because y'all haven't seen the first one since it came out. That's why. Y'all didn't do like me and sit down and rewatch the first film yeah. compared to this one. So y'all going off of what all you remember, which wasn't much. Right. So that's why they said, oh, this is I, better. This is why I like this one so much. It's like, no, this one is worse. I'm sorry, it's just worse. But yeah, yeah Ricardo, anything yeah, weird than rated? Yeah, but my, I don't know. My rating is like close to like a 2 out of 10, or maybe a 3 out of 10. So that's like a 1 out of 5. Um, yeah, this, this <laughs> Wow, just, you going yeah, real low with this. No, thing. yeah, this one's I, this I, I should just... go lower, but... I should go away, but but because it's, I saw what they was trying to do. I, I saw what they were trying to do, but it, it's just a majority of it just fell flat. And the worst, the 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 the, the, the biggest um, crime for me though was just splitting Eddie and Venom and having them just have this lo- lovers quarrel just because then not enough right. like Venom action. You're like that's what we pay money to see, right? Whatever, go I- on. Yeah, you know, this was this was just complete fucking bullshit. Dude. Like it's just a, like total nonsense, pointless existence. They could have do so much more with it, but again, it's because they're trying to do the venom without Spider-Man crap. It, the, like nothing working you know, or making sense. Whatever. Moving on, it's just a waste of my time. Yes, it, it is going to be on my worst of the list of the year. It, it's a, it's already there yeah. for me, but yeah, yeah. it's it's there. Yeah. This was, this was just. Know- a oh, we know it probably might be a top five for me, boy. But there yeah. was so much potential with this, boy. Yeah. So much. Well, yeah. moving on. Yeah, I mean, so, I, can, I can in good conscience say potential pussy, but like it's like they didn't try, dude. It's like hard man. Yeah, and and last thing before we move on to Ghostbusters, shit. Yes, out of the out of the many bad things in the first film, okay, the the Eddie Venom thing dynamic, okay, fine, but. It can't just be about that, Dre. Like, it really does feel like the show just is is centered around this and it really couldn't tell a, a, a possible story around it. And they didn't even have anything much to do with um with 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 Khan. It's just it's just Woody Harrison just reprising his um his natural born killers performance, right. basically. Right. I'm yeah. the crazy guy and I'm so yeah. crazy and I, yeah, exactly. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but all for what? Because you want to to, to marry some chick who, who could scream loud and again is yeah, it because sound because, a weakness for Sibiot? Yeah, the song, right. The song is a weakness, yeah. God, boy. Yeah, Rob. Anyway, so Ghostbusters, Afterlife, haven't seen it in theaters. Yes. Um, it, it, it's Sony again, and well, I would say before we before you start, I'm hearing a lot of talk about the nostalgia in it, the nostalgia factor, being a little yeah. too much, not working, being over-reliant in it, but yeah. well, it take it away. It, yeah. it, was, it was good. Well, we'll talk about that, but yeah, uh, that is a big part of the my issue with it but you will we'll talk about that yeah so yeah take it away ghostbusters after all right wow. so, about? yeah so what it is about is um so it's about yeah so about 30 years after the first film right they just you know uh basically egon moves to somewhere in middle of america i'm not sure exactly i think it's nebraska or oklahoma i think or something like that where um apparently you have like a cult of Goza make a mine. Like I wasn't too clear. But Serious. So so they right. bring about the whole um Goza villain. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. Like she comes back out, right? Like straight up. Or oh, well, Goza non binary. Are you sure going on Goza, right? Um Okay. <laughs> yeah. But 
it um is just thirty years after is the main character you could argue is is Egon's granddaughter, right, and grandson. That's the two main characters. Right, and right, right. It, it, they kind of broke, and you know is um. Was she name my Carrie Coon? I forget the character she's name. She plays. I think it's Callie or something like that. But she now um she kind of broke. She went to the farm. She get kicked out of the city. They get they gone back to this farm and they basically like the granddaughter kind of piecing together what the grandfather do. And then um Paul Rudd's character um he's like the teacher or something like that and he basically uh like he remember the Ghostbusters. He's this big Ghostbusters nerd. And he kind of like teaching them everything about Ghostbusters and how they do it. They had to find the traps. They had to find, I forget the new ghost, but it's like the new Slimer. And they're chasing on this new ghost in, the, in this thing. All of it good. Until the last act. <laughs> and then... Oh, boy. <laughs> and then they decided to just do this incredible... I don't know what... What's what the word, boy? Ingratiating? Cloying? But they just open the floodgates of nostalgia, dread. and it was a little, a little ridiculous. It was really. I, I, I could, I could imagine how that, how that plays out. Like, and I, and I like probably it. like redoing scenes from the first film. That, that's, that's Dude, the idea. Get to first, that. It is the first film. Like, holy shit, dread. Wow. Like, dread. And like, look, okay. So my, my attitude towards the 2016 film. Let's go back to the 2016 film. Yes, that's yes, a, yes. That's that's a which and I don't, you, I don't hate. But I don't love Nina. Yes, I know yeah, some this people is why, like this is why I didn't want test to, this the why, show, but yeah. I I saw it like yeah. I saw this, the attempt, but yeah, you know. This is why I didn't this is why I didn't want to get into the to the mental energy of you know He Man because it has a mental energy bullshit with this as well. Um, but yeah, back then it was I didn't think it was that bad, but I really thought they could have punched up that script a lot more. And but it had it had like a good reboot idea of what it was trying to go for. Um, in terms of like the the new Ghostbusters, what to do with it and why. This one, it takes the exact extreme opposite problem where it's too much nostalgia and too much thing. It's like that one just tried to do the first film in terms of the schlubby comedy aspect of it where it's a bunch of schlubby guys and they turn something that is essentially mystical as in terms of just pest control. Right? They, 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 they rock. You know, they just make it into a business, which is funny. That's a good joke. That's what made Ghostbusters work. The first Ghostbusters was brilliant for that. That's why it worked. Second Ghostbusters didn't work all that well. And I put the second Ghostbusters and the 2016 film around the same quality. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't get liked into Strike twice. That's um, true. That's true. But that's, that's the problem. This one decide, nah. They just decide, they, they take the whole nostalgia thing and apply it. And it's, what's so weird about it, right? Is that, like, why it have so, reverent, so much reverence for, like, the past now? And it don't make any sense. Like it's played so straight because mm-hmm. it's it's basically like um remember Steven Spielberg movie the other day with the alien thing, shit um uh it's up in my mind. But it, so uh, sorry, not not Steven Spielberg, J.J. Abrams, right? Or, su- it, or Super Eight? No, Super Eight, right? It had that Super Eight vibe to everything, where everything is about. By the way, anybody remember Super Eight? Nobody remembers. I, I, I remember how, how how the hype was 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 why was through the roof because yeah. where that movie came out to though. But no after they come out, like, boy, people exactly. will, you even remember you that children. You know why nobody's remember that? It's that the exact same problem this have. That cloying appeal to the past for people right. who are more talented to, than you, and you missed the point of why them old things work. 
right? J.J. Abrams, in my, look, I think J.J. Abrams is a talented dude, but holy shit, he just misapply his talent in all the wrong places, Jordan. Anyway, this have the same Star problem. Trek. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. well, Star Wars, anyone? Star Wars, Star Wars, especially. Yeah, Star Trek could get a pass. Well, yeah, one of it, well, it's the same problem. It's the same, whatever, whatever. I ain't gonna get into right. that. But the point yeah. is, yeah. it had the exact same problem. And it's like, they get the son of Ivan Reichman, to, is Reichman's son coming back? What? And, yeah, well, he do the, he, do, he direct this one. Oh, oh, so oh okay, okay. Reichman's son come back now. And it's like, they gain everything. And then they're basically... What they do at the end is too much, Jordan. It's too... Like, I know it how people who like this bullshit, eh? But I watched it and I was like, nah, boy, this is nonsense, Jordan. This is cloying nonsense. Too much appeal to nostalgia. And here's the thing. I know they ought to do some shit like this, eh? But the thing that feels so grotesque, Jordan. Like, what they do? And like, nah, boy, you're only fucking serious with this, Jordan. They actually fucking do this, Jordan. Uh, but basically, everything is about nostalgia and nostalgia and nostalgia. And then they just basically redo the plot of the first one but they take it a little more seriously kind of but because it's kids like the idea is that well what adults fly, find like uh, that's what i think they're going for like what are adults find as banal and 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 basic and just kind of you're supposed to just kind of dismiss and roll your eyes that they will children take seriously because it's, it's on the kid's perspective in terms of the story and i get what they're going for in terms of like you know the egon and his family and what what they're trying to do but what they do at the end is like, nah, man, too much, enough. I didn't hate it. I can't say in good conscience, I hate it. Part of me, right, but, 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 there's, but there's some good, right? Is there? No, any... no, no. That, that I say the first, that first two acts wasn't so bad. Like it was right. building up to start. Then the third act was like, nah, boy. Like I get what they do, but it's a complete black hole of nostalgia rubbish that don't work at all. And I hated it. But as I said, if something like this, we, uh, because because we we so past the point of like, look, we we all postmodern and ironic, like we post 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 postmodern at this point, right? And it, it have no like appeal to enemy to 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 win me over unless you're gonna really really do something revolutionary with your ideas and your storytelling. Very few people are gonna have the chance to do that. So unless you're just doing it, you're executing it in a typical good way, but like it's not that special, like like what the MCU doing or something like that. Fine. Or if you're doing something really really interesting fine or if you're doing something like modern but we we didn't get enough of it but we're doing something like feeling like it feeling like progress in terms of new styles of storytelling like city expanse for example in my opinion fine this i sick it enough again i don't know if it's for me because i'm too old for this but it, it have to be for me like i can't mm. like it, it, it's supposed to be for children but what child would like this because no child have any working memories of ghostbusters so like, like, I don't know. They, who they remember they, they, their parents probably happened and how how that's amazing and how awesome it is. Exactly. It's just it, right? the whole thing just feel like it, like you know you have to bury you have to bury the the, the next generation in, in our toys like it's that, uh, and it was too much. Shit. It was real nonsense. I hated it. But I could imagine somebody somewhere like a family like it have that kind of because because the working comparison is the working comparison is Star Wars Star Wars before so becomes like. It's Star Wars Force Awakens, but for Ghostbusters. And much like how I didn't really care for Star Wars Force Awakens, same problem. It's have the exact same issue I have this with this. But the thing is, with Star Wars Force Awakens, I don't know they would do that shit. So my brain already acclimated. <laughs> anytime, anytime somebody come with this bullshit, I will like immediately reject it at this point. I'm completely allergic to this kind of nostalgia at this point. Enough. Personally, I hated it, but it's still very well made. Like, I can't take that away. Reichman is a talented director. He's as talented as his dad was in many ways. I can't, well, we could debate if he has as talented, but I think he's pretty talented. Um, it's fine, 
but he should have, I don't know, but he could have come up with something new. The cartoon, the board cartoon had more interesting ideas than this. Do something like that. It had that same problem now. Like, dude, right. they had, you know, you have three decades of material to pull from, and this is what it went with? Enough. Whatever. Yeah. Rating. Uh, I get a six out of ten ultimately, mostly because it's still right. reasonable, right. well made, and if you're not too caught up in Ghostbusters, you probably shouldn't care. But this was this was a fucking salesman, like like a goddamn vacuum salesman, dude. Like that 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 sliminess it. It just feels so slimy and manipulative, and I hated it. But I, I'm old enough to say that. I, I'll admit, if I saw this ten years ago, I'd probably be like vibes it. I'd be like, hey, that was real dread. Yeah, okay, that wasn't so bad. But no, no, man, no, man, not no. Um, yeah, six out of ten. Ah, uh, Sony, Sony does it again, boy. <laughs> Sony does it again. Yep. All right, so moving now to a uh, couple of new releases, I should say. Uh, so we will talk about, or I should say I will talk about Encanto, and right. we will talk about House of Gucci, right? So sure. um, I'll kick things off with Encanto, right? This is the newest, um, you know, uh, animated feature from, well, Walt Disney, right? Um, not Pixar in this case, so it's Walt Disney, right? It's actually from the same people who did uh, Zootopia, I believe it right. was, and uh, Moana, right? right, right. Uh, both so of which, the same guys, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah both of which I, I totally enjoyed. Yeah, I, right? love both I, of I, I would say, you know, this film in particular reminds me a lot of uh, Moana, right? Case okay, uh, right, re- right. Reason being, uh, yeah, one is people. because of the yeah, brown people, yes. Yeah. And secondly, uh, music. You know, we uh, right. haven't seen a, a animated musical film from Walt Disney in a, in a while, so. Right. You know, so yeah, so um, then all right. So I wanted to go in as blind as as possible, though. Like you know, I was, I was hearing about this thing. Um, I heard McGill, um, Stephanie Beatrix. I'll talk about right. her later on. Um, you know, is you know, this is her. Um, she she's she's front and center in this, right? Um, but you know, like I just saw a trailer. I was like, I oh, just look fine, but I wanted. I still wanted to go in as as blind as possible, right? Uh, but, uh, I should mention before I get to the review itself, before I get to the synopsis, is that we also got a short film um, at the beginning, right? Uh, I forgot the, the title of it, though, but it's very, very, very well made, though. Um, it has a sort of a 2D look to it, though, even though it is 3D. Um, okay. It involves animals, and it just tells this really nice story about um, about parenthood and just imparting uh, your wisdom to your, your children, right? But then also, you know, imparting your fears as well, right? Your concerns, right? So it is it, how it, it it's how it uh it, how it you know um visualizes that at all is great as well. Um, I mean, I ain't no parent, but you know, I I can watch. I be like, yeah, I might be. I'll move that same way, sort of this overprotective way, you know, around my kid now. If if you know, if if my kid was that young, right? But yeah, this, right. it was a, it was a nice film. It was a nice film, right? It's not like Pixar level great as far as you know, um. As far as their short school, but this was this was solid, man. Uh, I have no I have no problems with that, right? But yeah, uh, this show here, Encanto, is set in Colombia, right? Um, it's kind of interesting because they don't really say exactly when it's set, though. But um, it it kind of establishes that it is modern, right? Even though it's in this village, right? So it kind of looks like it's away from you know um, mod um, mo- uh, modernity or like technology or kind of stuff, right? But that's just sort of what they make, make uh, mention of, right? So uh, we learn that um, you know there's the family of the Madrigals, right? If I got the surname wrong, forgive me, right? And um, we learn that they actually live in this, uh, I would say this this estate, if you will. 
uh, which we call the Encanto. I think that's that's the name of the the ST that they call it, right? right. This this nice house, right? But then we learned that the house is magical. It has you know it has magical powers, right? And then well, pretty much the family that resides in it, the magicals themselves, have magic powers. And we learned at the very beginning how they got that, right? It involves this um this mystical candle that um the well the 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 grandmother. Well, you know, at the time was young. Um, she, her, her husband, unfortunately died. They're gonna say right. how, but it, it it makes for a very, very, um, a very crucial moment in the film. I'll say a, a very heartbreaking moment in the film, right? But yeah, um, so her, so she had she she had three um children, and basically they they grew up, and you know, it's just basically um their their children, and you know their um relatives and you know cousins and stuff like that. They live in that era, right? But yeah, uh, basically the, the majority of them have powers, right? So, but how how it works in this in this film is that um, the house itself provides um, basically shows you this um, this door, right? This this magic door, right? And it's you know it's because we we working with you know um, traditions all that kind of stuff. It's when you're at a certain age, right? So I believe it's when you reach like um, when you're like say eleven or twelve or whatever it is, right? When you, you're not really a teenager as yet, right? But you're aware of the world around you, right? So, yeah, you know, at that moment, there's a ceremony and, you know, you open that door and then when you come out, you have these gifts, right? You have these powers, right? Right. So, cut to um, Mar- Mirabelle, right? Who's played by Stephanie Beatrix, right? And she has no powers at all. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I love how the show just kind of plays on that, like, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody, like, all, so, you know, my sister has this, my sister has this, my mom right. has this. Uh, I was like, the, I don't have uh, that. It, it have a show called um, Up Up and Away that had the same story. Oh, I remember, um, I remember that that's from Disney, right? I remember yeah. not watching it because at the time I was like, yeah, fuck Disney movies. <laughs> but yeah, I remember, yeah. That yeah. shitty TV Disney movie. I think it's Up Up and Away. Um, yeah. So I, is I that that same it, it felt like a rip off of Sky High, even though it's not the same story. It, yeah. But at the time it felt like it was a rip off of Sky High. I now remember that's why I didn't right. watch it. Right. Well, I can't remember when Sky came out. This came out before Sky, whatever. Yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like that, right? And uh, <laughs> I mean, she's all cool with it, right? She, she's a, she's a very nice, very likable character. I would say, yeah, one of the, yeah, very, very likable protagonist, right? And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she's the first Disney princess, quote unquote, to to wear glasses. I'm like, what? Okay, right, that's, right, right. That's nice, that's nice, yeah. Okay. And as I said before, I mean, it is a musical, so characters are singing. She basically sings about the family, um, and it's a nice song, right? And by the way, um, in case you're wondering, yes, Stephanie is singing. Okay. I was like, what? What? Okay, she's yeah. singing. Like, what? The- Dude, Listen, if they, can make, if they can make rock sing, they can make anybody sing, Jim. You know, yeah, can remember the rock song. One of my favorite songs of a of a Moana. Yeah, yeah that's hot. I love yeah. that song, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about the, the song qualities a little bit, right? So yeah, she seems to be fine with it and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, there's a subplot involving her sister, uh Isabella, who is played by the next girl, Dan Guerrero. You remember her from Orange is the New Black. And uh, do patrol, right? She's in it too. Like, oh, and she's actually of Colombian heritage, right? So look at that, right? right. Yeah. Um, she is, you know, uh, about to marry this this rich, suave, handsome dude, and you kind of learn a little bit stuff. Uh, you know, you you kind of learn about how she's feeling about it, right? Her power is actually like it, it like 
when I see what it is, it, it, it kind of sounds like was a point, but when you see it visually, it's amazing though. She could actually like make like create like make flowers though, you know. So right, right. Uh, right. she could actually like like flowers could just kind of like just form out of her just thinking about it, right? Just her using her uh, her powers. And there's actually a great musical number where she she shows where she kind of discovers just how far she can take that power. It's like really really dope though. Um, she also has another sister. Well, um, it's actually older sister, right? Because she's like the, the actually the youngest, right? Uh, her well this this older sister is uh, Louisa, right? Um, she's actually my free, one of my favorite characters in this too because. Apparently, this just reading off of Wikipedia, she has the biggest biceps in Disney history. So yes, she's the tough um, chick in the group, right? And yes, she has super strength, and you know she can lift cats with donkeys and all that kind of stuff. And she right, has right. a she has her own musical number as well, too, right? So yeah, I mean, I actually dug her. I actually love how you know uh, there's like a little moment where she they kind of downplay her powers, and then she feels all insecure, like oh no, I don't belong and I don't matter anymore. Ah, right, it was it was really hilarious, right? But yeah, point is, before we get to the review itself, um, something happens to the house. Uh, basically, uh, Mirabel sees this vision of the house being destroyed. So there's all these cracks and whatnot, but nobody else sees it. But it's in relation to a seemingly long-lost uncle who is voiced by Lon, uh, John Ligazamo. I didn't even know right. he was in this as well. Right. And it's just really about, well, Mirabel kind of learning about her place in this family and why she belongs. Because, yeah, you know what I mean? At, at a point, she's like, you know, why Why am I even here? Like, I don't have any powers. I can't do stuff like what you do, right? As like superpowers. It's just like, like case in point, her mother have the ability to make food and if anybody eats it, they get well, right? So this is like um, this this running gag involving uh, her, her, her husband who constantly gets stung by bees and, you know, he swells up, right? His his uh, fingers, his hands and feet swells up, right? But every time he eats uh, his wife's bread, he goes back to normal, right? So it's like that, right? right? And I'll stop here. So um, get to the obvious, out of the way, um, this is a gorgeous looking show, but I was, right. I was just in awe of just the visuals. This, this, like, this looks spectacular, but and I don't know if it's like I don't know, like maybe it was just the screen that I was at because I saw this in Crimson so Cinema's Eat, right? You know, the one place that nobody trained I wants to go, right? Because it's cheap, right? Whatever. But I thought like the like visually it was stunning, though. Like it was, yeah. it, it looked close to like 4k at some points but like it was just that photogenic dude. it was just so gloriously lovely like this, this is a beautiful looking film right uh also i mean i just really dug how vibrant it all is how colorful it is right uh you, you really felt the energy and the joy in this in this environment uh the characters are just so likable and lovable throughout though uh this is actually one of the few um disney animated films i've seen where there isn't really a villain though like there's a threat, you know. Right. There's there's the doom of you know the, the the house being destroyed and all that kind of stuff, right? But there's no real villain per se, right? There there right, is right, right. the hints at a or a, who could potentially be a villain, but you know it's not really. It's just kind of just there to just lead the story on. But it's not like a major villain, so don't go in expecting you know like uh uh you know something out of like see like what you would see you know from the classic era of of Disney film. That that's not what you're going for, right? Uh, also, speaking of the classic era, I like how, you know, how against that uh, Mirabelle was, right? I love how, you know, how charming she was, how warm and just how, you know, just how likable she was, too. And I mean, Stephanie just kills it, though. Right. Um, 
with with voice acting and singing as well too. Actually, she she yeah she she sings um, a great deal. She you know some the delivers some great vocals in this as well too. Right, I should mention too, my boy Lin Manuel Miranda is involved right. as well too. He wrote the songs for this, and you know he had right, to collaborate right. with a few other people to to do that. Right, so just to talk about music. I thought what was pretty interesting here is that they incorporate a lot of Latin uh, musical genres, right? Um, right? But what I brought up the whole modernity part of, uh, about it now is that they will incorporate a bit of trap music, right? Okay. Um, in terms of like the, the drum patterns and the way how characters would sing, right? Even like there's a mobile except they will kind of rap like that, 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 kind of like that, right? Um, there's even a bit of reggaeton, there's a bit of right, right. you know, salsa and stuff like that. Though. So that's what brings it, that's what makes it feel modern, right? But the way how the story is set now, you kind of think, well, yeah, this is not in the in the real, sorry, this is not in modern times. It's probably like, I don't know, in the early 20th century or something like that, especially the way how the story begins, right? But that's yeah. all I'll say, right? Um, I would say that the songs themselves, the songs themselves are, are pretty solid, right? But there wasn't, and this is not a flaw, this is not a huge flaw for me, but this is just maybe because of, I guess, is the, um, the, the sound quality that I, I, I heard it there. Because, like, I was hearing the music, I was hearing the vocals, but I felt like at times the music was kind of drawing out the vocals a little bit. I felt at times, but this is just, you know, me seeing it for the first time now. And then also, too, because, well, in manual, right? They have yep. to they, they do these sort of four not even four, not four, sorry. They do the Broadway thing where it's not just about the characters singing about how they feel and where they're from or whatnot. We're also telling you the story as it's going along, right? So it's like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, you know, the story is progressing while the song is going, right? So I know for some people, they may not like that. It's like, all right, just tell, just sing the song is about how you're feeling. Why you have to tell me, oh my God, he is here, he is there. That, you know, like yeah, stop, yeah. stop, don't stop the song to tell me what's going yeah, on around yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he had that problem stop. with um, he had that problem with Indie Heights, I think. Indie Heights, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I imagine, I mean, people will will still appreciate these songs. I mean, there are a few bops in this for sure. Um, because of its runtime, because it's roughly about uh, uh, around forty minutes. It's not like jam packed with songs, so you probably get might get like about five or six max basically. But it's still right. solid, very entertaining, uh, visually very dynamic, right? Um, even though I would admit at times they, they just really go really far, though, you know what I mean? Because it's the Disney thing again. I feel like it's going back to that classic era, right? Where we're not just singing you a song, we're making it very theatrical, very grandiose. So you're gonna see a lot of imagery just all up in your face, you know what I mean? And I imagine for the for the animators behind this, they probably had a blast just do just just creating these musical numbers, right? Uh also last thing as far as the, the music goes, um, you know, like 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 I just feel like um I just maybe because maybe if I just watch it over um I know it's coming out on Disney Plus on um, Christmas Eve, if I just have these subtitles on I could just kind of take note of what's being sung because they say a lot in the songs though, you know what I mean? But you can kind of get lost or overwhelmed with all the the, the flashy visuals being thrown at you, right? Um, story-wise, I mean, it's very well told. It doesn't really do anything that extraordinary or major, right? right. Um, I, I know for some people that might be a gripe. Um, it wasn't for me, really. It just kind of told its story. It's about family. Yes, it's about family. Yeah. Um, but again, it wasn't like, you know, some big villain comes and affects things and now we must vanquish the villain it's not like that it's not doing that anymore it keeps things very internal it's about the family dynamic the little inner struggles and all that kind of stuff and yeah basically how they rectify it right and it's just done in this really 
heartwarming, touching way that you'd expect from a Disney animated film, right? So, yeah. Um, I thought that his supporting cast was great as well. John DeGazama, I, I, I didn't even know he was going to be in this, but I thought that he was great as the the Uncle Bruno. There's a, he actually has his own song. It's really hilarious. Um, right. uh, Diane Guerrero, I thought that she was great as Isabella, though. Um, I guess her was great as well. And yeah, Jesse Cass as a whole, he did, did a great job there. Um, as you brought up in the Heights, though, remember there was a big issue with, you know, um, why you have all these light skinned Latino people in the show and not right, dark skinned. Right, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is the Heights. Yeah, in Kato, we don't get that. We actually get, well, okay. different shades, right? So to okay. the point where you see characters who look almost African, actually, but, you know, they're, they're, they're Latino as well, right? They're in Colombia as well, right? I was like, nice, that's that's cool. We actually see, like, really dark skinned people in this. Nice, nice, nice. Um, but yeah. Now I'm not no I'm not, you know, some expert when it comes to Colombian culture. So you know maybe people could tell me, okay, yes, the the set design, production design is a legit like how Colombian houses are, or you know costumes and all that kind of stuff. But I felt everything looked and felt authentic to me. Right. Um, yeah, and you, you could tell they really put effort into making this, you know, put down Colombian. Like, you know, this is is Latin American. You know, it's it's, Latin, it's 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 a celebration of Latin culture. You get that throat, right? And you know, just smart casting in terms of Stephanie and you know Diane and other people, right? But yeah, though, again, Stephanie really holds the show on her shoulders by literally do and. Just, just hearing her singing this is just like wow. Like, is there anything that she can't do? Wow, right? And you know, just, just, to, just thinking about it too. She probably sung. She, she probably was doing a majority of this stuff here while she was pregnant. Yeah, because yeah. I okay, mean, right, for those okay. who don't know, yeah, she actually has a, a daughter now. So you know, we um, um, congrats to her, right? I believe it's a daughter, if I'm not mistaken, right? But yeah. Um, but then I do. Um, this, this was, this was really enjoyable for me, man. Um, I would say, like, if you're going expecting this thing to be like, you know, the the next big, you know, um, Disney film, Disney animated film that, you know, gonna be like a cultural, you know, watershed, or, um, as far as you know, um, pop culture thing goes. Nah, you're not gonna get that here. Like, this is no um, Aladdin. This is no Lion King, right? No, it doesn't need to be. It's its own thing. It's telling its own story, and it entertains. It has some great music as well too, and um. Yeah, I strongly recommend checking it out. Um, if if you don't want to see it on big screen, at least you can wait till it comes out on, on Disney Plus. You can watch it there. But I would recommend having some subs on so at least you'll you could sing along to the lyrics, right? So there's that. So yeah, um, rating wise, I'm gonna give this a decent four to five, man. I I totally right. enjoyed this too. I I actually got my big screen animation fix this year. I'm really grateful of that. Right. I could see this showing up on my, on my best of list for sure, man. But yeah, this is another win for, for Walt Disney, man. So yeah, can't wait to see what they do next, man. Nice. And last but not least, House, House of Gucci. Uh, this is the, the, the second film from Ridley Scott to come out in 2021, boy. Because if you know, if you know one thing about Ridley, boy, he is a workaholic boy like right now he he is yeah, he's 83 uh, he is, he's 83 right now and he is still putting out two, work two movies this year he had two movies this year I yeah. actually read up online like right after he he finished work on the last duel which we didn't see theatrically but it's coming out on VOD um next right. week time going here uh he just jumped into house of gucci just so yeah he he is that guy he i always remember this with uh with, with gladiator like right after he won for gladiator for best picture and best film and all that kind of stuff 
man just jump on a plane and went and do um <laughs> black hawk down you know you know what i mean yeah, so yeah yeah that, that that's how dready is right but yeah um just before well, i want you to do these synopsis for this right but um i would say going into this right um i saw the trailer for this i was like all right like you know you, you saw the last dual trailer that, that was dope for it was you know, people kind of was laughing at, oh, it's it's Adam Driver and you know Matt Demon and yeah. Ben like trying to talk uh, British, even though it's it's a French film. But sorry, it's set in France, but whatever. But um, you know, it's 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 really scut, right? And I mean, even though he have a few misses, like you know, like you you would say Prometheus, I would say Alien Covenant. You know what I mean? Right. Um, the, the man, the man have a lot of hits on his belt. Um, yeah, what is? Bleed Runner 20, um, right. uh, Tamad Lee, Alien, stuff like that, right? They just ignore all the bullshit involved, you know, all the MCU stuff, I ain't care about I was going to bring it up, though, but... Yeah, uh, I don't yeah, care about that discourse. Yeah, but but what I will make a, a mental note of, and I'll bring this up, hope, or I'll make a note to bring this up in the last dual review, is his criticism that, oh, the reason why that movie bombed is because... You know, millennials and millennials didn't understand it or didn't care for it or something along that line. Just yeah, paraphrasing no. here, right? I know release a man who knows his audience, right? People are gonna go into this as fans of Ridley Scott. They kinda know what to expect from him, right? I'm not expecting some youngster to go into this and just expect to be blown away. Like, no. I was expecting the show to play out in the way it does somewhat, right? But yeah, I saw the trailer for this though. Uh, I actually took note of you know the the, the, the purposeful uh, casting of Oscar winners and nominees. So you have Lady Gaga, you have Adam Driver, right. you have Jared Leto, Sama Hayek, Al Pacino, mm. Jeremy yeah. Isaac. Just purposefully, you know, like okay, we, we had to get our Oscar nom out of this. Something, and I'll yeah. talk about Oscar noms in a bit because there's one obvious Oscar nom this show could get. Obvious, obvious. It's it's in the title for God's sake, right? But anyway, Ricardo, how Gucci, What is it about? Right. So is the story of uh, Patricia Reggiani, um, you know, famous, you know, story. She's called Italia, Italy's Black Widow. If you know the story, it's like, all right, you're telling this, this story. Biographical, we're doing that, great. And yeah, she basically, on the come up, she was like, when she was young, she was working for her dad, I think, in, what was that, trucking yeah, company? Yeah, it was a trucking company, she was. Right, yeah. okay, right. Yeah, so she met Maurizio Gucci. Um, he this is when he was really in his early days. He was still a law student, and basically he could own up to fifty percent interest in Gucci, the Gucci fashion house, right? From since right. when his dad which is it. owned by his um well his uncle dad. technically, um, right, right, yeah, played by played by Al Pacino. Um, the the, right. the father himself played by Jeremy Irons kind of doesn't want anything to do with it. I, right. I just wish that the show could have explored that a little bit more, but whatever. Go on. Yeah, and yeah, uh, basically they just get into this narrative of well, the father, though, though, um, he not really, you know, of, you know, this low quality stock woman. He he don't want he, he don't want Rizzo to get with her, and he say like you know get disinherited. They don't cut him off if he get with she, and he still did it anyway. And then drama, so they just play out through her life how much, and all the the stuff involving him, and then eventually. Well, in, if you know the real world story, what happens ultimately? Some real, real dark shit. There's a reason why she was called the Black Widow, right? And yeah, um, you know, you, you know, I don't know what to say, but you know, never go full David or Russell. 
because this was <laughs> this was I, I, I do I do you you are not a fan of his films especially um well American Hustle right, right that everybody this, was prison it's yep. only really American Hustle because I kind of hated American Hustle and I thought this was kind of American Hustle over all over again um, oh wow okay I didn't really care for this I thought this was kind of bad and one number one reason all these accents what the hell is this why is it that they kind of <laughs> do the Italian accent? accents a bit. nobody could do the Italian accent well. Jeremy Irons didn't try. Um, the only person who kind of was trying to do a little something was Adam Driver. Uh, yeah, Adam Driver. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even that was Ga- still Gaga. Kinda... W- Gaga was was right. Gaga tried trying. To... Yeah, she tried to. The only thing with, with Gaga. All right, so here's the thing. Another um, right. So also, I absolutely hated Jared Leto in this. Um, he was totally, oh boy. He was totally pointless. <laughs> Here's the thing. When you actually okay, so I I when after I see the movie, I just decided to let's go through the news story of it now. That's the same right, thing. I, I I should have done that though. I really should have, but I didn't. He, I don't know why they make him. They make the, they make the real person so clownish though. Like they do the man real dirty though. He like they they can just get an older actor. Why didn't just get an older actor? Like like I don't know. Why they get this? this they, like the only reason that they you feel they do this is just to say. To get the makeup people a, a work. Like, they need the makeup people to get a award now. That's how I feel. Like, Jared Leto was pointless in this. Like, absolutely pointless. Because he wasn't good. And then the makeup was distracting. But it was still good. Like, it was good on people. Like, oh, this is impressive technically. But it was still obviously makeup. Like, it was, like, at no point. I, I was totally out of it every time he came on the screen. Um, Pacino's okay. Salma Hayek, what did we do? I thought it was pretty good. Like, when everything wraps up, I was like, oh, yeah, right. That she was part of the bullshit, too. Um, and I, it was, look, it's Gaga's movie. She, I think she holds it for the most part, but I could not, like, it was just so over the top. Like, okay, I praised, um, True Story earlier for having been so popish and too over the top and being like a telenovela kind of thing. That worked in that favor of that show. In the favor of this, it didn't work at all. Like, it was just everybody just behaving ridiculous. And it just, it just felt like a bunch of Italian stereotypes. Like, that is what it felt like. Like, if you could be, if you could be racist against Italians, that is what it is. Like, it was just a little silly. Like, I couldn't take, an, I couldn't take a look at this seriously. Right? But production-wise, it was all right. I didn't have any problems with it. I don't know. Will Ridley Scott could I do better? Because, like, he did another, you know, rich people in the 20th century thing just when, two, three years ago. Um, with um, oh gosh, this Ritrello dead. Uh, shit, it's slipping my mind right now. That they, that they bust Kevin Spacey threw to her. Oh, um, um what is all the money in the will? All the money in the will, right? Yeah, still haven't that. seen that show enough. Still haven't. So yeah, yeah. So he, I was like, yeah, you could you could do you know rich people in the twentieth century drama. Good. Like I, I enjoyed all the money in the will. I thought it was pretty good. But this was I don't know. This doesn't work at all, Jared. Like I. Kind of, I kind of hated it. It just didn't gel together. It's an interesting enough story. And look, I know it's how the Gaga fans out there, but like Gaga was just fine. She was okay, you know. But at, at no point I was like, wait, but she real blue or anything like that. It's only the last sequence when she was old in the ending and she wanted to keep the name and right, 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 right when she didn't make she jail now. That was it. Like mm. it, it did, but before when she was younger, I think it's like it didn't have no moments that had me like, wait, boy, Gaga real good or nothing like that. It's like it's fine. Like she'll get nominated probably, but I was still underwhelmed with it. I mean, I, I, okay, so let me put it like this: I, I, I enjoyed her about as much as I enjoyed Will Smith in um thing in King Richard. Oh, is that <laughs> is that right? It's not. Is it good? It's fine. Um, that's about it. 
Um, they had a bunch of other like little like again, it's, if you're into the fashion world and you're familiar with that stuff, I suppose you might like it. So like, who they get for Sophie Lauren? It's like, oh, okay, that was good. And then who they get for Tom Ford? It's like, oh, okay, all right, okay, fine. Um, but that's about it. I, I couldn't get into any of it. The main problem is that because a big conceit of the storyline, like a big part of the conceit of the storyline, is about Jared Leto's character, um, Paolo. I thought he just totally take me out of it, and it, and it just become it became comical every time he was on screen. He was terrible. Right, I, I it's just I don't know why they had him play play it like that. Why? Why is he so over the top and ridiculous in this? It don't work. Like when you actually check the real person and the, the what they ref, who they reference, and it's like, yeah, but the man looks like normal though. Like, what? Where's all of this? Whatever. Uh yeah, that just me on that. I, I kind of hated it, but it's reasonably well made for a couple things. That's about it. All right. Well, you might you might you might laugh at this, right? But um, I actually did not hate it as much as you did actually I was actually wow. surprised to, to, to hear you say that you hated it right yeah um it was it was okay for what it was but it could have been so much it could have so much more now and this is coming from somebody who uh, to confess didn't know about the story right um because yeah. i didn't do my, my I, I didn't know about this prior to it though you know i mean i just kind of just look at it like oh gucci's a brand okay whatever 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 but yeah. i didn't know the, the the full backstory of it right that i was trusting right. this film to at least show me what well, yeah like, like like you have, a, you have a ton of those in the 20th century rich people in the 20th century backbiting each other like have I mean, yeah, if you yeah, yeah. used, used to watch Dallas or anything like that, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, right? It's it's mm, that. I, I remember the shows. I never used to watch it, but I know the shows, yeah. But, but it's, it's that. It, it, it's that. It had all kind of wealthy rich people, you know, during, especially during the 70s and 80s, and especially when Ronald Reagan come through and our whole neoliberal paradigm started spread across the world, a set of rich people. And it had a lot of drama, and it was basically like modern royalty, right? And so you could do a lot with all of those families and all of those dynasties and all those people who had money from a long time. And so on and so forth. My problem is that they had they could have do with this now. It just felt so silly though. Like it, I couldn't take I couldn't take a look at it seriously. Now. I don't know if it's like the discourse of it or the nature of the story and what he was trying to go for, but none of it worked for me. Like too little of it worked, I should say. I just could not get into it. But the thing is, all the money in the world worked. Like that was solid. So I don't know what happened with this one. And I, and I think the simple answer is them them damn, damn accents. They shouldn't have, like try to lean into the Italian accent thing, because it was mm. like everybody just kind of fucking around or something. Like what's going on here? Like yeah, I'll I'll, I'll talk yeah. about the the accents a little bit, right? But yeah, for for me with the story though, while it was intriguing enough, and I was I, I, I was I was I was roped in, right? I was I was taking in everything now that was going on. I knew this. I knew this was gonna be a slow burn. So you know, I had a big bag of popcorn and you know, large drinks. So you know, I was I was engaged by it, right? But. I on for me, I just kind of came out of it like, all right, that that's the story though. Like, I, yeah. I I felt like given how it ends now, there should have been so much more to it, and it just kind of came came off a little too much. Like, you know, um, not 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 so much the internal aspect of it, because yeah, it is internal. It's all it's about family and all kind of stuff, right? But like, I, I expected at least that I would have been like. You see the, the beauty about um you know biopics like see you know good fellas, right? Even when they, they're showing people who are scummy, right? Who are bastards, who are sons right. of bitches or whatnot, right? You, they do take you into this world of theirs and then you feel like, wow, you know what I mean? Like if, if I'm a son of a bitch, I could be like them too. You know what I mean? If I sell my soul, I could be like them, right? Right. 
But I feel like the show itself didn't even do that all that much. It's like, all right, they will, they will be, they will, they will go to this place and they will have these clothes. Uh, they'll be wearing these these outfits and all that kind of stuff. But at no point in time did I feel like, wow, like this is what it really means to be. Like I should come out of it feel like, oh, this is how it is to be rich. Though, like, wow, like this no, is how it it's is. Not, it's not. Um, but it's not. Really- Touch on that so much, yeah. Like, it's not yeah. really, it have very little crime per se, and this involved in it. That's the whole thing, yeah. Well, it's, well, no, I, I don't mean crime. it's only until just, the I end, just... we, yeah, it's only until the end they address the whole thing. But like, it's really right. Patricia's story and yeah. her relationship, like, that's all that's the whole thing, yeah. So, it's, like, I it's not, it's not crime, it's not crime, and I'm, I'm not asking for a casino or a good fellas, right. no, 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 no. Okay. But I just talking about you want to you look the title house of gucci you want to put us into the world of the people who 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 are behind one of the most influential brands in like human history yeah. right we're supposed to feel outside of I, I think the best way to describe it is like this right it's like gucci in itself like the word itself unfortunately kind of comes down to the outfits themselves and not so much right. about the people, right? It, yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah. more about the outfits themselves and the outfits totally show that the people right, themselves, right. right? And what I mean is, like, the people themselves, um, like, yes, they are shallow. You know, we, you, you're not really supposed to like them. I mean, you, you kind of get where they're coming from because, you know, they're they, they born from wealth, you know, but the way how they kind of treat each other, especially behind the scenes, just like real scummy and whatnot. And I get that's the point of the show. But at the same time, I was just like kind of just watching them do the things. I didn't really like latch on to anyone. I really care about them. Like I wanted to care about um uh like like Gaga's uh character, like Patricia. I wanted to care about Maurizio. But it's more came off like, okay, here's this guy that we could fuck over. And here's this guy that we could fuck over. And that will be uh like it starts off with Al Pacino's character who plays Aldo. Let me like, screw him over. And then Jared Leto, right? Let me screw him over. And then afterwards, like, well, we have nobody else to, 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 to screw screw over now. So let me just go at each other now. Now we hate each other. Oh, divorce and cheating and right. all that stuff. Uh, so you're just kind of watching them just kind of do things. And yeah, it does feel like life size of the rich and famous. But I didn't connect with any of them. So you're just kind of watching rich people just do rich people shit basically but you don't really care that's the problem right um speaking of, of the outfits themselves yeah this this is where the show gonna get uh oscar nom for sure because yeah costume right. design i mean it's obvious like this had to get a nomination for this too um yeah costume design was on point i know expert when it comes to to, to to costume design though but i could tell that yeah the the outfits these 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 um these actors had yeah <laughs> i mean yeah, I mean they, they, they really went out the way to make these car uh, make these actors look good, you know, in that screen. Especially Lady Gaga though. Like, oh my gosh, right, she looked yeah. real good. Like I will lie. Like I'm not biggest Lady Gaga fan. I was I was I was, I was watching that show. I was like, God damn, she's yeah. fine though. Like, damn, yeah. you know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, like she's she, she, fine. She though, though, it's, you know, you know, like it's it's a day. But yeah. again, it it was feeling like it's still feeling like an SNL sketch. Like uh, sorry. Right, right. This is why I gotta get to, to yeah. the accents, right? Now all right, I understand the decision. Okay, they, they are Italian people. Yeah, 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 are they speaking in English? Yeah. But we can't have them speak pure English, of course. Like, like we can't do the, the last dual thing with, you know, French characters talking what? like Englishmen. But they, All right, which I don't have a problem with, you know. Right. Which I don't yeah, have a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's the nature of, of these films anyway, right? right? But accents, though, I felt like everybody just had in their heads... Oh, this is how people sound like. This is how Italian woman sounds like. But, oh, this is how elderly, elderly Italian man sounds like. So everybody is just doing their own individual take of how they think Italians talk. 
That's you what it felt. I don't know. I like somebody could tell me, like somebody could correct me and say, no, it's actually accurate or whatever it is. But yeah. it totally felt like you remember Fred Armisen in, in, in Eurotrip? Like I was just thinking <laughs> that, that the tight end. Like yeah. is you know it just miscuzzy, like yeah, like what the fuck is this like yeah. and, and listen even somebody who I thought like was looking the part wasn't half bad in terms of looking the part Adam Driver like he's the person I was taking him most seriously in all of this and even here I was like yeah what the fuck is this though like this isn't working at all though yeah like, yeah I, yeah um it, it it's it's just all over the place man. I mean like we 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 can't say oh you know this is fake and this is not how Italians Italians don't sound like that whatever like we we're not gonna do it right but right. it does sound a little on the on the comic comedic side like almost like an yeah. imitation like a cheap imitation right going into this right. I was here to talk about oh Lady Gaga's accent sounds like you know like like you know Count von Countner like people were laughing yeah. at she accent in particular. Yeah, I was here. This is like yeah, I could I could see where the jokes come from, but yeah. like, it's not the worst for me. It's not the worst, 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 worst. No, thing. no, like, yes, it, no, it, here's it, the problem. Not, like, oh, what's that, Greg? She is not like the one that you know people should be laughing at as far as accents go, boy. Exactly. What who, who people should be laughing at though and performance wise, boy. It's Jared Leto. No, like, no, he okay. Jared, he, was, he was a buffoon, boy. No, Jared Leto but, was one bad thing. But I find people who should be above this, like, didn't even try. Like, like um, Jeremy Irons didn't even fucking care, Jared. Like, he didn't even try. And, you, like, you were still hearing the British in his voice, though. Yeah, you exactly. were hearing it. You were he hearing it. Tried, but he, like, he had to do this. Like, look, I'm too old for this shit. Me, me, me I'd ought to prove myself. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah and I mean, Al, I mean, Al is just Al at this point in right, time. Right, Al exactly. is just doing the loudmouth Al Pacino, right? With, exactly. with a little bit of with with some Italian inflections on it, but he's still the loudmouth Al, right? He even right, does but, but Lady Gaga, uh, Lady Gaga, uh, uh, breakdown right. on those YouTube films, like yes, we get the Al Pacino breakdown, yes. Right. But but for meltdown, like, sorry, meltdown. Yeah, but for people who are still prove themselves like Adam Driver and, and Lady Gaga who still have a career ahead of them. Like them still had to make the effort now. So like I watch it and it's like she no she again if she had a better coach, a voice coach or something like that, I would have been fine. I, again, I, I would have been fine. But yeah. she didn't, like, it just, they half asked it with respect to that. And that's the whole film because you had to listen to a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue you have yes, to listen to. a lot of dialogue. And that's the problem. So it's like, it's not to say that. It's a slow burn, too. So you have no choice but to hear. Yeah. Thank you. I, it, the whole thing just taken. I, well, Leto was just ridiculous. Like, he was just a complete farce. Like, I don't know why they played yeah. like that. I don't know it's, why it's, that it's almost like 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 he was like he was playing too much Mario Brothers and literally like that's the way how he looks is almost like oh you trying to be like you know like like a live action Mario like yeah, you know yeah, Mario yeah. Brothers the um yeah. even right like and you know like and that and that and that knocking the the actor because they do give him some very great lines eh? like especially when shit hits the fan for him and then he realizes right. how how scummy Patrizia and Maurizio are like there's a moment where he comes on the car and he's like like just no like, right right so when he like, had his, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when he had his fashion show and they kind of fucked him up yeah 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 that, that, like, I thought even, that was okay like, even the way how he talks there's still like still rubbish still terrible it's still rough though like I understand yeah. I understand this is your character the real plate of like oh he's like the, the black sheep of the family and this right. is why Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about your designs. And Jeremy says some kind of thing to him, something along the lines of, you know, use this with this and like, well, fuck about with it. I'm like, wait, really? Well, oh, okay. I, I ain't no fashion nude, so I don't know what you talk about, but wow, like all the real heat on him now. But I felt like he was just there to be the buffoon. Like, oh, let's laugh at him because he just looks funny and he's balding and 
I mean, yeah, props for the, for the the makeup effects like and all, all that kind of stuff. Pro- props mean? for that, but still is like, well, and as you as you just said there, you mean he's not like that, so yeah. why why make him like that? I, I mean, it's an utterly baffling choice. Like for me at yeah. least, I don't know, I don't know what was the decision making like to change because when you're like, okay, so I, again, I just do some like when I watch the film, I do some digging just to see what these real people were like. Just to make a working comparison. And he's not even close to the man. And if they had played that straight, that would have been a, a good source of drama. It's like, okay, right, you could see the family battling with each other, who owned the name of the company, who could sue who for what, and what, you know, anytime money jumping up, you can't go wrong with that. That's instant source of drama. Again, rich people in the 20th century, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But but I really felt like with Jared, though, it was it was almost like they told him go method, like method acting. Yeah. And he's weird. like, well, all right, okay, I, I could do method, I could do that, but... You know, like he he didn't need to when you really think about it, though. You know, exactly. given who the real person is, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, the story was what it was, though. But it just didn't rope me in. I didn't feel like like I, I just felt like I should have come out of it like, wow, this was such an amazing and intriguing story. This watch is just like yeah, just rich people shit. Just really, right. you know what I mean? Um, one thing that that people probably would not gonna bring up in their reviews though, uh, but this is something that that I I couldn't help but notice. Music choices, way. I know it's a biopic. I know you could pick whatever music you want to just give it. It's just in the context of what the show is about, right? So, slight spoiler, right? There's a moment where Patricia and Maurizio get married, right? right it's right, established right. that this is in the late 70s, right? And yet, I'm here. Oh, she was right. Did, did from, she, I, from, I forget. I forget how long it is between the meetings, but yeah, it was it was she because it is nineteen seventy nine. Yes, nineteen seventy eight when the story begins, right? But right. the way how their their relationship starts off though, like they like the show waste no time in showing you, yeah, they love like even to the point that you have this this the sex scene that um, goes on right. for a while. I was just like, Which, wow, but I, think, oh, I, I thought that was, wow. that was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, and then right after that they go to the wedding, uh, and then they play Fate from George Michael and Warner. But like, okay. and that should come on like in the mid eighties, though. So why are we playing this though? Like, we play yeah. this out okay. the wedding scene. They're like, um, we even hit the states yet. Why are we playing this? We even hit the eighties yet. What's going on there? Yeah, well, and that's yeah. one one other musical point I want to make. Right, it's a blink and you miss it moment. Right, with um, a, a fashion show that takes place in the eighties. Right, there's a song that they play. Uh, I might as well spoil it. Right, they play paid in full cool cut remix from Eric B and Rakim. Right. Right. One of the best hip hop crossover songs era, uh, ever, in my opinion, right? That shit come out in the late 80s, bro. So, why are we playing yeah. this in the early to mid 80s? Because it's a fashion show and because it's a runway song. Again, it's a runway song. Yeah, yeah. If it listens right. to the beat, it has a very runway vibe to it, right? If it was in the late 80s, I'd understand that. But no, in the early to mid 80s, why are we playing this song? It just felt real half fast. Like, oh, well, this is a song that would play, so let's play this. But, like, think about the era, bro. You know what I mean? In the third act, at least, they kind of got it down right because it was in the 90s now. So they played like, a little bit of 90s music. And also, as we talk about eras now, um, like, from the 80s and 90s, I didn't even know that years passed, you know? It right. legit felt like I was watching the 80s and then suddenly they tell me, oh, we in 94 or, right, 90, yeah. or 95. Like, yeah, that, that was confusing really? because that was kind of confusing. Just out to the well, blue. Yeah. Like, you know, if you pick yeah, up Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that was... way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, bad... and a bit of awkward editing here or there, like, like some right. scenes will just kind of end abruptly. Like there's a moment where, uh, where uh, Maurizio is talking to his dad and it literally ends with him saying, I'm going to be with her. And then they just cut to him 
being kicked out and going by by the well, parents. Like, yeah, like I, I get what they what right. for, but it just felt like a weird cut. Like for me, just a few weird cuts here or there that just kind of it's just like well, it, it felt literally like they, they just trimmed the, the the film down. Like they just took out a few scenes, you know, to just to make the the, the runtime a little shorter. But speaking right. of a runtime, um, at one hundred fifty seven minutes. It felt way too long, but you could have trimmed off like 10, 15 minutes out of this. I mean, you, you could have gotten to the point of the story a lot sooner, Jed. I felt like it was just padding, and this is why I don't like this relative, and why you're cheating on me, and all this stuff. It just, it just kind of, it just dragged unnecessarily, in my opinion. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. No, as I say, um, that 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 aspect of it is like. I didn't mind like some of the decisions in terms of like the editing and the cuts. Like, I get what it was going for in terms of tone. And again, all that would have been perfectly fine if it wasn't juxtaposed with this weird, like, other choices, no? So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that stood out more as, as kind of weird now. But whatever, no bother. Right, and uh, just, just a couple of things before we, before we wrap up, right? But I think I think the main problem with this, though, is the, the tone, the inconsistency in the tone, right? Yeah. Because some people will go into this thing expecting this to be, like, real campy, you know, like, oh, you want to see, you know, like, real schlocky stuff, like, oh, you really want to see how the rich and famous lives, and now we're going to get to the seediness of all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So you have characters, like, quarreling, and you're laughing at it because, oh, my God, it's so audacious, right? But you blend it in with, oh, no, this is a historical event, and these are milestones that take place. Like, case in point, there's actually a moment I really like, though, where you see the bootleg Gucci. Like, I thought that was a real great moment, actually. I didn't okay. expect that, though, but that, that, was a, that was a real smart corner. So you want to tell this legit story and pay respect to the people who 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 lived it, actually, right? And and what they did for better or for worse, right? But at the same time, it, you, you, you kind of want to go a little schlocky because, well... It's, you know, the rich people and this is how they really think or whatever it is. And, you know, all these backstabbing and all that kind of stuff. So it, it could never kind of balance that. But it's even worse now with the accents, unfortunately, right? That's the fucking problem. Yeah, that's the sure. problem. So you're not really sure how serious you should take this, right? Yep. That's the problem, yeah. But I, for one, I didn't hate the show. I, 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 it was, it was what it was though. But again, I just kind of came out of it again as somebody who don't know the story. It's like, Right. All right, well, that, that was it. Okay. I know. I, 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 it was, it was kind of frustrating. Yeah, it was kind of frustrating for me, to be honest. I was just like, yeah, it have a lot of good here, but, you know, when you mix good with bad, that does make the bad even worse. Now. Um, Agreed, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, you know, I, I just feel like, like I should have cared more. Yeah, I, I just, a working example, a working example is like Batman v Superman. Like, what made Batman v Superman so frustrating was that it had all this good in it as well. Um, yeah, but it was, like it was buried in all this bad. Right. A lot of bad. Yeah. Right. Right, yeah. but it's squandered, yeah. Whatever. Right. So so for me, rating wise, I'll give this a very, very light three out of five. It's it's high for what it was. I didn't I didn't feel like I wasted my money though, although to be honest, I uh, you know we compared to last duel, I, I would have preferred to watch House of um, Gucci on VOD and Last Duel right. in theaters, right? Right. Um now, now this had me kind of warning about the quality of Last Duel, you know, because of right. how you know, because of it being a flop now. And I don't think it had to do with millennials. I think it's no, the quality, no, no, right? No, no. Yeah. But I not, this no, is not us knocking really Scott. I mean, the man's still making films. And I, I, I should mention, too, I mean, points for the cinematography. I thought that the cinematography for this was just gorgeous, in my opinion. Just some, a lot of great shots in this to this. And just really solid direction short. It's just, 
uh, the acting and the accents and the the tone and just the pace of the story do just need a lot of punching up to and we, we could have had a much better a much more interesting film though you know what I mean and yeah. last thing that's just speaking of millennials though I imagine millennials will be bored out of the skulls watching this do but because it's, I went in we, kind of knowing what to we're saying, we're saying millennials as if it's young people are like, millennials is almost 40 yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I know I know I know yeah, I say but, gents right yeah yeah, yeah but um I yeah, guess. I know. I know. People, some people watch this and just be bored out of their minds, though, and and that's the problem. Like, with with all this stuff with Gucci and the name and the name and the name and the name, I you really should have given us more, man. I mean, just just right off the title alone, like the title itself, I should be excited. Right? This came out of it, like, huh? Okay, well, that's it. Like, it just felt more of a knockoff. Yeah. Sorry to say this more like yeah. a knockoff of Gucci than the real thing. Like I know it's a cliche thing to say, but yeah. uh, sorry, that's just how the film feels ultimately, man. But um, yeah, final thoughts on Return. Yeah, I, I, again, I was just so disappointed with this um, for what it is. I really thought we'd have gotten something more interesting, and you know, something to make it work and just just better craftsmanship. I think it's just that one thing that pulled it down with the whole accents thing, and that was just like one thing. It it's so hard to ignore now. And it was so pointless. Um, but yeah, moving on, um, as I say, you know, I don't know, six out of ten, I want to say. Um, could have right. been better. I wish it was better, but yeah. Yeah. It's more the letdown than the objective quality of it. Like, you know, that's how that's I feel true. about it. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, like I said before, this thing again nominated for for costume design alone. Right. I thought the costume design was on point. Um, <laughs> Jared Latouway. Uh, I I I could see his performance getting a Razzie nomination for sure. Yeah, this is what the this, fuck this is, that? is a, this is Razzie level. <laughs> yeah, it's rubbish. Wow, well, like, people are gonna look back at this year and be like, yeah, this year gave us Jared Leto playing playing Mario, right? Playing a Mario brother, literally, right? But basically, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you more like um, where's the character from Mario, the original actor in the TV show, uh, Luol oh, yeah. Be- Lual Bego. Oh, not, yeah, not, not yeah, the movie. Right. The, um, the TV, TV show, show. The, yeah, the, 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 super, the super show, yeah. yeah. That used to play on EVM, yeah. That, yeah, that I remember show. the show. I remember the show. Yeah, yeah. The Super Mario Brothers super, super show. Yeah, yeah it like is this. literally the yeah. Why you have like, to talk like this? It's it's yeah, it's, like it's, that. it's like Rubbish. that. It's like that. Just you know, from from a from a well established actor, right? But eh, win some, lose some, right? So yeah, let's let's see how. I find I find, I find for a hot minute he's been shitting the better, like. Since that Joker, right? Like, yes, yeah, since that Joker. No, well, no, remember, remember he won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club, remember? Right, right. He was, and I thought he was really but good at that. But you win an Oscar, yeah, shitty but, rules after that, right? It's, it's, it's the Nicholas yeah, Cage thing, it's the Cuba Gooding Jr. thing, remember? It's it's that, right? But Definitely not. Yeah, so I if you're curious... Poor, poor Cuba Gooding Jr. Such a fall for grace, yeah? But yeah, I mean, if you're curious, check it out, though. But um, I, I am expecting at this moment that at least Last Duel will be better, boy. But um, if, if it turns out to be just as disappointing or even worse than this, boy, well, I know, boy, I know. All right, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? I'm Passat, R-M-E-D-D-Y, that's that R-M-E-D-D-Y on Twitter. And you can type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook, you can find me there. All right, so in the description to this uh, episode here, you will find my link tree where you will see the links to my Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. On the Facebook itself, you will find the link to this uh, podcast here as well as, you know, um, retrospective views and BSB to beauty. And there's stuff to look forward to. There's a lot of shit. There's just a lot of shit, right? So we, we said last duel, uh, French Dispatch, 
It's coming out theatrically in a few days. I'm excited for that. I already know it's going to be out for like about a week. Um, okay. I, I imagine it probably might be the same thing with House of Gucci, but for all we know, it probably will be out for like a couple of weeks. But no, I, I doubt that French Dispatch will be out for more than a week, right? But right, yeah, right. I mean, you and I, we're going to check that out as soon as. Um, there's the Beatles Get Back. This is a new docuseries uh, from Peter Jackson, you know what I mean? Right. Where is, from, where is that showing on? Uh, that, Disney that, Plus. Oh, really? Okay, right. I was, I was I've seen some Beatles something, and I don't know what it was about exactly. Yeah. Okay, I okay. am hearing great things about this. I saw okay, the trailer. Well, I was well like, he did. He's, he's do that throwback thing good, eh? Because he do that. That was, well, one thing was amazing. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Love yeah. that. You know what yeah. I mean? Color grading you. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw the trailer for, for, for Beatles Get Back. I was like, yeah, this this is going to be a top 10 for sure. For sure. I am excited as hell for that, right? Um, we have, of course, you know, uh, Matrix Resurrections. We right. have West Side Story, which um, we, well... Uh, actually, it's coming out in in Caribbean Cinemas Eight, so uh, I'm gonna check that out like before you know it, it leaves in about a week's time, right? right. Um, we have Spider Man No Way Home, of course, right? Of course, you know, right. so Hawkeye full season to talk about. Um, don't look up, Insecure, Final yes. Season. Yes, yes, don't that's, look that's, up in something. I was, I was waiting for a hot minute. I was surprised I was on Netflix, right? I, I thought that yeah, well, it comes out theatrically first, and then, um, oh, okay, okay. and then on Netflix. Like I think it's like about a couple weeks after it'll be out on Netflix, right? So you can right. expect a ton of praise, a lot of hype, and then it'll drop on Netflix. So, you know what I mean? So that's that's the plan. So yeah, just just a lot of things to talk about over the next um, you know few episodes or so before 2021 wraps up. And yeah, I mean, just just hoping that we we you know we we get some great um, entertainment out of it, right? And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So what's good, guys? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever this is. This was Matthew Bailey and... And we are signing off for another episode of BBB Radio. So the next one, take care, stay safe in and out. Peace.